Saturday, March 30th, 2013. Yeah. The only place I eat breakfast or have recently is at Perkins, which is a family style, <clears throat> excuse me, a family style restaurant. I guess it's a national chain. And they will give me a choice. I can have either patties or links. Mm-hmm. Well, the McDonald's, to... like sausage biscuits, they use patted sausage. That would be kind of hard to put links on a on on one of those. Well, they always they always try to seem to do new products. So maybe that's what you you should email that to Jim and said try oinks instead. Oh man, he must have had a nap today, Jim. I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good All one. Right. So what have you found, Patricia? On the, uh... Well, we're, we're doing two things. We've got liquid dish detergent and liquid laundry detergent. Well, I'm thinking more of the dish. You want dish detergent. You know, when did uh, people stop doing things by hand? You know, I remember... We're just thinking of that tonight, too, Walden. Yeah. We're still... I mean, I guess if you don't have a dishwasher, you wash dishes by hand. But I, most people today probably use a dish. I bet more people use dishwashers now than wash them by hand. I, I think so. I, I'm too, I still remember doing it by hand in the 70s somewhat. You know, my grandmother had a portable dishwashing machine. I'll and, never forget. Yeah. We moved a lot. And we, we, and we, we, we were in one city one year and one city another year. In, in 1962... We moved to St. Louis, and, and my mom and us visited my aunt while my dad went ahead and made arrangements for our living in the St. Louis area. And I, I, the one, one of the two or three times I wish I could have seen my mother's face, the expression on her face, was when we got into that house in St. Louis, and we had, she had her very first dishwasher. Mm-hmm. Oh, the surprise, how surprised she was. And we didn't, Dad didn't tell her that we had a dishwasher. And because, you know, for years she had washed dishes by hand and dry dishes by hand. And people just love those dishwashers. I couldn't imagine like today. Well, I guess if you don't have a dishwasher, you don't have one. But I could not picture going back, say, to uh, the ringer washer today. You know, I couldn't imagine people using a ringer washer today. I, I, you know. I'll tell you the, I can't imagine people doing laundry by hand, period. I, uh, yeah. You know, one time that we actually washed things by hand around here, the Thanksgiving time. Oh, dishes, and, you mean? Well, we, yeah, because we get out mom's china and her silver and all the... Things you just couldn't damage them by putting them in a dish? Well, she preferred to have me hand dry them and everything else, you know, just generally. Yeah. I dried silver. for my mom. I washed occasionally, but I dried mainly. Because, yeah. You know, you have to have that water so hot for washing dishes right. It really has to be hot. Yeah. And dishwashing detergent in the in the dishwasher uh-huh. will destroy sterling silver. Well, I know Cascade is a dish is a is a laundry I mean dishwashing detergent designed for dishwashers. I think Cascade is almost exclusively a dishwasher. Why do Correct. Why do silver uh had you know, had that 
they corroded through, uh, throughout the year. That's always a big deal for us a week or two before Thanksgiving mm -hmm. yeah. that we got to polish, we gotta polish yeah. the silver. Why do they yeah. get tarnished? It gets, it gets tarnished. Why? And it, uh, it loses, well... Probably get, maybe you get food on it, maybe, or stay. No, it, 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 re no, it reacts to its environment. And I can't... I, it might be air. It actually turns... Because brass will do the same thing. Right. Um, but if you wrap it in tissue paper... It will help keep it from from tarnishing. It doesn't prevent it. Does, but um, and and do they still make? By the way, we were talking about it earlier. Do they still make Quaker puffed wheat and Quaker Quaker puffed rice? I don't buy cereal, so well, that's not really true. I got raisin bran crunch up there. Um, I think you can, but they, they put things, stuff you know, like cinnamon in it. You know, so many things disappear. You know, I, I'm amazed. Uh, I was in the in the grocery store once, and I asked for some rye bread. And I guess this girl that was helping me must have been new at grocery shopping, or maybe she just never. She said, "What? Rye I, I bread? She, I guess she didn't know what rye bread was." Are you serious? Isn't this <laughs> discouraging? I, I said, and finally I just said, "I'll just settle for whole wheat." You know, she said, uh, "Rye, rye, rye." She seemed. Well, it, now around here, what we call it is dill rye. Yeah. Dill rye bread, which is very good. But Do you know just, why? It, well, it looks like it's a, 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 another lady in the store, and I'm not, I guess you can't blame these people. Maybe they're new at it. We asked for Louisiana Hot Links. My housemate wanted Louisiana Hot Links, and she didn't know what they were. Well, you should, maybe you ordered from the wrong state, maybe Texas or Kansas? I never heard of them. You what? What is a Louisiana, or Louisiana, excuse me, um, Louisiana hot link? It's what like is a, it? It's like a, like a, like a sausage or a, yeah, like a hot dog a, kind of thing. Hot spicy, real big, long. Like in the hot dog I side. never heard of one. Well, uh, Do I need to get out more? I don't. But, well, I think, I thought of one, we were talking earlier about Florida products. Yeah. Well, remember the commercials that Anita used to do for real Florida orange juice? Oh, yes. One song, I, I remember this one song she used to sing in the summer of 69, and it just came back to me tonight when you were talking about it. Orange juice on ice is nice. Orange juice on ice. For real, take a word of advice. Get real Florida orange juice. Orange juice on ice. <laughs> And they were, she was encouraging people to drink ice, iced orange juice in the summer, you know, with ice cubes. Yeah, that almost sounds like it reached the top 40 on the charts. Yeah. Well, stranger things have reached the top 40 than that, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Over the year. A uh, couple of other things. <laughs> uh, Easter and bad shows. Yeah. Um, what about, uh, Patricia, could you look up my favorite Easter candy were these bunny eggs. Brock's, I think, made them. They weren't chocolate. They were these real sugary-type Easter eggs that were, like, uh -huh. in a package. You always got them in uh, Easter baskets. Uh, you know the kind I'm talking about? Yes. And I, did you like those or not? Um, no, if it wasn't chocolate. Well, I mean, I would eat it. Uh, when I was a little kid, I, I could have eaten anything that resembled sugar. So I probably loved them, but not as much as chocolate. Right. Well, could you could you look up? Uh, I think they're called bunny eggs. They're his. Bunny eggs. I mean, I'm, 
I think I'm calling them the right thing. I know. All right. Are we finished? Are we finished with Ivory Flakes? Yes. Yes. All right, because I've got so many windows open here. Okay. <laughs> Bunny eggs. See, that's why you need the second computer going, Patricia. Bunny eggs. And we'll eggs. discuss bad shows. Okay. Bunny eggs. Bunny eggs. Bunny eggs. I think that's what they're called. The bunny egg. It's a hard-boiled egg. You don't want that. It's a candy. It's an Easter candy. Bunny egg. No. Um, can bunny eggs candy. Let's try that. Bunny eggs. Oh, bunny, bunny chicks, bunny baskets, bunny ducks, bunny, <laughs> uh, bunny brocks, bunny basket, marshmallow, Easter eggs. Yes. Does that sound right? I think it is. Yeah. And they're oh oh I oh yeah yeah they're they're colored on the outside. It's got kind of a, a sugary coating. Yeah, with a, a sugary they're, they're, marshmallow they're like hard center. on the outside, soft on the inside. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's it, it's a, a colored sugar coating. Yeah. Uh, ooh, my gosh. Talk about a sugar high. Yeah, what about them? What would you like? The, you their history, if there's anything about them, when they first came out, anything about their history. and. Well, let us see. Bunny eggs. A uh, microcosm. Are they, are they a of the joy bean? Easter symbols. That's not it. Brock's bunny basket eggs. Um... Let's see here. <laughs> they sell fast. They were out at Walgreens. I got the, one of the last three or four bags last week at Walgreens. Okay. It says, please note, we are out of the bunny hunt eggs. I'm at a, a, a commercial site here. Uh, now called bunny hunt eggs. They used to be called bunny basket eggs. Now they're called bunny hunt eggs. Brock's marshmallow bunny basket eggs. A favorite old-time Easter candy, egg-shaped marshmallows with a candy coating. Each bunny basket egg has a fruit-flavored pastel candy coating. You can have mine. Huh? You can have mine. Okay. I know what they are. Yeah, these are not my favorites. Mm-mm. No, you can have... I'm going to save mine for you. Okay. Happy Easter. Yeah. When they were when they were first out. Jimmy's going to have to roll over those chocolate egg rolls over to Patricia. Yeah. She'll make a trade. Let me see if I can. Um, bunny basket eggs. And bunny basket eggs. Eggs history. <laughs> An Easter basket. Bunny basket eggs. Candy fog history. Eggs, bunnies, and baskets. What does the Easter bunny have to do with Easter? History of My dad Easter always eggs. wondered that. He says he never could understand why bunnies and eggs are connected when bunnies are mammals. Well, allow me yeah. to mention. Okay. Well, the eggs are symbolic of a new life, a new beginning, which is consistent with Easter. Okay. And it, you know, it's, it's it's one of the customs and one of the the items that is also um, related to fertility right. and richness in the countryside. And because the rabbit is a symbol of fertility 
it got rolled into the springtime celebrations. Yeah. And that's where the bunny came from. Okay. Does that, that makes sense. Right. All right, let me see. Candy blog. Crafts is chosen. I will hereafter refer to them. Um, I don't find any. What I need to do is find a Brock's site mm-hmm. and see if they've got. Well, while you're looking, shall we bring up Batch House? Oh, please. Okay. Well, first of all, my one comment on the one a couple of weeks ago, the one about the, the, where they were promoting the weight loss product. Oh, Marmola, yes. Yes, it's interesting that today the radio dial is dotted with Saturday and Sunday infomercials for health products. Mm-hmm. I mean, whether it be colon cleansers or memory builders, the colon cleanser you always hear advertised is called Dual Action Cleanse. Right. And they always do these 30-minute infomercials. And they always have a call like a, and here's Mabel on the phone to tell us how great. Right. Mabel, and you know those things are recorded well in advance. Sure, sure. She can tell you how long she spent in the bathroom because yes. we work so great. But what I want to say is at least on the show that you played, at least we got some music. Yeah, that's right. Well, they, it was an infomercial that had a little music sprinkled in between, yeah. We got to hear yeah. Up a Lazy River, in fact, was one of the songs played. The Marmola Entertainers. Yes, I enjoy, and that was interesting. I thought the one about San Quentin was kind of interesting, the premise of it. Yeah, yeah. The, you the, know, the, the band was wasn't very good, though, I have to tell you. Oh, you know, the, the whole thing wasn't very good. And the, the band learned, I think it was probably eight notes yeah. and kept repeating them, and that's all you heard were these eight notes. They did quite well for eight notes, but it wasn't music. Well, my friend Ron in Illinois, who does not have a computer, and he's the one you're sending the gun smokes to. Uh huh. I've got his discs ready. Uh, could you? Oh, could you? By the way, could you put, add to that in his package an awful show disc? Sure. because uh, he, he loves your premise, your, your premise, and he wants to nominate a show, and I want to say that a lot of people might like this show, and it was fairly popular in the early '50s, but. It would be on his best of the week, and that is the sitcom Meet Millie. Yeah, I like Meet Millie at all. Well, I I have the star phone number of that show, so we'll see if we can get on the show. No, no, no. Let's uh, poor Jim. We we just pick on him something awful. No, we, no, uh, do you have Blondie? No. Now Meet Millie. You know, two actresses played her. Audrey Totter played her. And Elena Verdugo, please. And both of them are still alive. Both of them are still alive. Well, I'm glad of that. Yeah, and I have their phone numbers, so... Review them. All right, so, our, Jim, I'm, I apologize. I was making a note on your list here to add awful shows to your friend's envelope, and I missed Meet Millie. You want you want to nominate Meet Millie for awful? Yes. Yes. Hmm. But, a lot of, but you might like it, but, 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 but then again, I'll let you be the judge. Well, you, I'll let you be the judge of what constitutes a bad show. This is just an opinion my friend Ron had. Well, I am taking nominations. I have quite a few Meet Millie shows. I have never listened to them, and now I have a reason to pull them out and listen. So I'll put so, them on the... But, but you're, you're still the judge on what constitutes... Because you, you have such interesting criteria 
as to what constitutes a bad show. Yeah, it just has to be bad to make Patricia Horse. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. So, yeah, so so Ron would appreciate the bad shows in with the gun smokes. Um, okay. You know, honestly, I just have a good time listening to those awful, awful things. Well, oh, it, and, and, and the thing is, you know that the people that produce these things didn't intentionally produce them to be bad. They, no, no. They, they were creating something that they thought would be something interesting or something informative or entertaining. Uh-huh. Something um, that would fly? Yeah. Is there any show in your bad list <laughs> that's been re rehabilitated and gone off the list? Oh, I had, uh, and you and I talked about this one in particular, I had an episode of 2000 Plus. It was one of those freaky things where I clicked into a show, and it was bad, and I condemned the entire series based on that single show, and the rest of the series was really good. It was a great series. So, yes, I have reconsidered, and that has been jettisoned from the Awful Collection. Well, when you do the Awful Collection, do you generally, of course, some things, there's only one episode of something available, so uh -huh. you have to be, I guess, kind of careful about that, but if, do you generally listen to two or three episodes before you decide if it makes the list? Or yeah. some are so bad, one episode just automatically makes it, right? There is a huge number in the folder that are singles only. There are no other shows that were available to listen to, and they might even be in the singles collection up at archives.org. So a lot of them don't have anything else to listen to. Like the John J. Anthony. Yeah. I can only find one John J. Anthony show. And it was dreadful. It was a dreadful show. I've got one episode. We're going to have one of that, you know, the one that I have. I'll ask if if we can use that one on the show. But I don't have any more. There were more made, but I don't have any more. Well, I, don't, uh, I know you can't get them anymore, but at one point, Dave Golden had several. I had uh, the one from Pearl Harbor, but it's not in good sound. And this, the one that I have is terrible. Oh, Pearl Harbor. Was that the one where, no, 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 that isn't. December woman, 7th of 41, yeah. No, that, that's not the one I have. Don't touch the microphone. The, please yeah. don't use your last name, please. Yes, uh, right. Yeah, he always, and, 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 and the, the, what, what, Ask Mr. Anthony was actually part of the American lexicon mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for a while. Was it really? According to Dunning in one of his books, I forget which one, the phrase Ask Mr. Anthony, you know, was actually... Uh, well, I can understand why and how that sure, why, why it came about, of course. Um, uh, ask Mr. Anthony, John J. Anthony, and he was a fraud from the get-go. <laughs> right, well, and, I, and, that, and that wasn't his real name, as I recall. No, he, he it wasn't his name. real name. He had no college education, probably not even a high school education. He put himself out as a marriage counselor expert with doctoral degrees, he had schools listed that didn't even exist. Well, I, I don't know if this is a fair it. comparison, but since we're on the internet, I, I guess I can mention a name because, I, and when, and if if people like this man, it's not meant to be offensive because because people <laughs> have their opinions, but we're grown up and we can. There's a man on the radio who's been on for years, and I often wonder about his credentials. And I, I'm thinking about Roy Masters. That was the one guest that Roy King said that his colleagues raked him over the coals. 
I don't know that name. He's uh, an organization called the Foundation for Human Understanding. Yeah, he, he's sort of uh, way out there, Patricia. He's been on radio for 56 years out here, especially in Oregon. 56 years? About 50 somewhat, yeah. The guy is suffering from brain rust. Yeah, oh, he, my word. It's a weird yeah. combination of meditation, and he takes calls from people with different problems. He doesn't think much, or he used to not think much of women. Yeah. Uh, what, what were you saying about Larry King and him? Larry had him on a guest. Yeah. And it's, I think that was the one time where I felt sorry for a guest because every caller just raked that guy over the phone. <laughs> I suppose he could have just stopped taking calls. <laughs> well, you know, he, he and he's he's, uh, he's still on. He's on in Las Vegas. Yep. Uh, is K.I., well, what used to K. be? K-Don. Does Glendale still carry him? I don't think so. Yeah, but he was on oh, for years and years. He's based in the West Coast. He's, and he, boy, he likes blaming parents for a kid's problem, basically. Well, I remember one time he said that music was a distraction. And people, you said, if you want to hear music, listen to the birds sing. And then years later, he used music to open his show. So. Well, if you don't have duplicity, how can you have an audience? <laughs> but... but you know, if, if, if you know what, do you, by the way, now his son, his son paints his for him now. His son does his shows a lot of times. Yeah. Do you have, do you have the themes like old times album handy? I don't. Well, I do whoever, not. There is an opening to a John J. Anthony uh, program on volume one called uh, <gasps> A Helping Hand. And it's sponsored by or Ironized Yeast and they use an organ to open it. Okay. And now here I, is I appreciate the, heck, the heads up. I do have it. I don't have it on the computer. I've got it on disc. So when I go up, ferreting around, up, I'll... Hand, and you can hear an opening of a classic 1941 John J. Anthony show. Uh-huh. Of one of those 90 openings. Or else oh, it might be... Great. Or else we'll just be better off playing all the parodies all the radio comedians did off the uh, They all did, didn't they? Fred, yeah. Fred Allen knew one. Uh, Henry Morgan. Henry Morgan, yeah. And John J. Anthony loved it. Yeah. He's so fine for I any kind it. of what what is the advertising phrase? Any any visibility is good visibility, or uh -huh. any press is good press. Yeah, I, any I any but... any news, any bad news is good news. So long as they spell my name correctly. Yes, that too. <laughs> he was on, you know, he was on. I, I think he was still doing some local radio even into the fifties and sixties. He was doing L.A. radio in the seventies. Was he? Uh, wow. You know, he started from I the I interviewed him once, I can't remember. Yeah, Frank had him. Frank went over to KOEC and did the sit-down interview with him. I thought I remembered Frank interviewing him. Yep. Yeah. You know, I, I still laugh, Walden, about that classic interview Frank did. Every time I think about it, I laugh. The guy that imitated Arthur Godfrey. Right. I, I did not hear the beginning of it. So, the guy was so convincing as Arthur that I actually thought Frank was interviewing Arthur until I said, till the day I left the planet. Mm -hmm. And he could do Arthur so good, and because and Frank has interviewed so many famous people, I thought maybe he had interviewed Arthur at one time. <laughs> it was that good, the guy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it. Love it, love it, love it. Okay, well I've got you two guys, My your undivided attention, yes? Yes. Yes. As I was squirreling around, going through this enormous list of what print ads were available for me to look at, 
I came across a jockey ad. This is 1942. And the name of the ad and the big block letters in the ad are, Want a lift? <laughs> Want a lift? Yeah. I, I cross my heart. That is what is here. It uh -huh. says, Jockey underwear for masculine support. Want a lift? Well, that's what it said. And it I, just, it caught me up short that, I mean, it just, it just didn't seem like it went together with 1942. Well, what do you think? That is interesting. Uh, that's very interesting about, the, but it's catchy, it's clever. Oh, it's very clever. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm pretty sure that the Lady Home Journal didn't run the ad. Well, let me see who did run the ad. It's the only one I didn't pull down that information. Hold on just one second. Cause or, I or good housekeeping or uh, one of those. Now, you just never know because the girls buy a lot of guy stuff. Well, <clears throat> I, well I bet you most girls have to buy the guy's jockeys anyway when they get That's married. That's what I meant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It ran in Life magazine. Life magazine. Life magazine. Uh, well, that's a pretty prestigious publication, so. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. It was uh, 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 June 22nd, 1942. Wow. And it, and it says, let me see. Oh, they've even got a jockey statuette. I don't know if you can buy a jockey statuette. <laughs> but it started with, um, it's, a, it's a jockey dog. Beats the heck out of me. I mean, a jockey is supposed to be sitting on a horse. This guy is sitting on a dog, sideways, you know, like he's sitting on a chair. Uh -huh. um, the jockey dog is supporting his master, but then jockey underwear itself introduced the idea of support in 1934. And today, millions of active men who have experienced the comfort of jockey support will wear no other kind of underwear. Now, i got to tell you, for 1942, this is pretty bomb for 42. I never, I know, they got pictures of guys in in, in the jockey underwear. Um, well, when and the box, you, when the boxers came out? Well, th these are instead of boxers. Yeah, so I'm saying boxers been around. Jockeys and boxers similar? No. No, no, no jockeys, jock, well. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, jockeys, but, jockeys pull up, uh, uh, clearly you wear jockeys. Um, you, you know how they, they, they pull up snug and boxers are like shorts yeah. and they're loose and I don't know how you guys get your, your slacks over them without everything crumpling up, but I guess you do. We do. Now, so, so, so boxers probably been around longer than jockeys if jockeys been around since 34. I, oh, yeah. still, I still want to say anybody, what other radio shows in America would be having the jockey talk? Because sure, we get, talk about, sure. We get we what have, your we mother... Covered, I just think, we have covered the gamut tonight. From snowflakes? Talk radio consultants in commercial radio yes. would be just awestruck if they knew that we have discussed Ivory Snow, yes. Bunny uh -huh. Eggs, yes. Don uh -huh. J. Anthony, yes. Hey, Masters, uh -huh. yes. Oh, and Cup other Sweet, stuff, too. All in one and, conversation. And awful shows. Yes. Awful shows. By the way, just out of curiosity, 
how did you get interested in the whole idea of awful shows? I would, I would be very curious because that's that's something most people most people just avoid awful shows and don't even think about. Patricia, it's a trendsetter. She's break the ground for everybody. Yeah, I hope I hope so. We've all heard awful shows, and I found some of them so bad they actually made me want to listen to the end, and. I did that easily, Jim, for a couple of years without even thinking that, excuse me, I could have pulled these over and saved them. And just the thought never occurred to me until about two years ago that if I had a good time with these things, maybe other people would too. Did you you remember what your first really awful show was? No. Mm -hmm. No, I I couldn't even struggle, Jim. I just don't. No. And she's dedicated. I mean, I would call her during the week, and she's working on her awful show, What's Me, <laughs> habit. So she's very dedicated to this. And I guess there were so many of them that would fall into that category when we were talking about schedule, keeping the schedules. And we could keep this going, the awful show thing going for probably a number of years, couldn't we? Until I, until I dropped dead, sure. <laughs> I, 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 Larry, Larry, bless Larry, and thank you, Larry. He's the person who sets aside the time to do the recording of my intros and he said well we're coming up already we need some more shows so monday night we'll be doing this or monday after monday night well monday evening for me and my answer was so many shows and so many so little time it's true that you already picked sort of what you're learning towards for friday yet no, I have some new ones that I added to the folder. Yeah, Dr. Mike nominated, Larry's nominated, from Jack and Jill to Louis. <laughs> that one was awful. Louis Hungry Five, what Michael Beal nominated. What was the one um, that Michael Beal nominated? Louis Hungry Five. When was that on? Right after Sam and Henry, 1929. Okay, before Gosden and Carell became Amos and Andy. Well, they hit with the team. They hit the team that replaced. Oh, on G, yeah, on GN. Uh huh. replaced when they went to NBC. Right. Okay. And what was the one that, uh, what was the other one that somebody nominated? It was somebody, uh... Who, who nominated Moon over Africa? I don't know. Was that, was that, that, that John? Was a, that was who or John. Yeah. They were both on at they, the same they, time. Yeah, and John suggested that. And then, uh, yeah. Larry suggested Jack and Jill. Don't forget that. Oh, man, I listened to one of them. Jack and Jill? Uh-huh. Pathetic. I mean, it was, and I expected it to be a kids' show. I gather it wasn't. It wasn't. These are two adults named Jack and Jill, and I think they're trying to pass them off as Jack and Jill having grown up, but they put them in. Oh, after after they went up the hill and all of that, yeah. But they're, they're driving through the countryside, and their car breaks down, and they wind up going to a hotel that's haunted, and it is so amateurish. It was, it, it's one of those where you just sit back and say, you've got to be kidding. Was there any show that you found that, and, and again, this is strictly subjective, is there any show you found that you know that a lot of people like that, I mean, I guess what I'm saying is, is there any radio show that's popular with a lot of people, but still it made your awful list? Yes, there are a couple, and the one that comes to mind is the Green Valley Line. Mm -hmm. And I realize now that that was a local production. It's got a following that's almost a cult following. 
And I listened to that thing probably twice. I, I made it through the series twice. And it is just, I don't know, it's... It, well, I think one reason a lot of people might like that is it's an early effort of the WXYZ Detroit group, you know, just the group that did the Ranger and the Hornet and all of that. Right. And I think part of the love is that it involves a railroad. And there's something okay. so romantic about railroads. People, and I'm the same way, there's something romantic about a railroad, reading about a railroad, riding on a railroad. It's more it's exciting than riding an airplane today. I mean, yes, yes, of- yes. And it, it comes with magical stories of people working so hard to lay track. And um, it, it's just part of our history and part of our. Well, think of children, think of all years. the countless, and, you know, Peter Modavin or Treasure Ivan could confirm this. Think of all the children's records about trains we had. Mm-hmm. Up. Sure. I, I would bet you it's quite a small percentage of people have ever been on a train in this generation. I yeah, agree you know, they're, they're, they're not today. They're, uh, so many cities have stopped railroad service. Right. I mean, Amtrak is trying to survive. I guess it's surviving, but just barely. Um, my thing with planes today, and I... And I the, the, the only thing that's nice about flying is if you want to go to, say, Chicago or Seattle, it's quick. Other than that, I don't enjoy flying now, and, and, and I don't mean to get too political here, but all this security stuff at the airport now. Yeah, well, it's not political. It's reality, and it takes a lot of time to get through. And it and what what fun was left in flying, I think you're right. Part of it just goes to the, oh my, I've got to go through this. Well, you have to show up two hours ahead of a of Then departure. the other thing is, you know, it used to be, I used to like it back in the good old days when family members could meet you at the plane. Yes. Plane yes. They wait there and you come around the corner and there they are. No more. And and the same thing, like even when they left, my mother could would occasionally even go on the plane with me before I left. And now they can't do that. They have to you, they have to leave you at the door and hand you to nope. the airline. Not that the airline people don't do a good job. No, I understand. But it's That's not the different. same anymore. No, no. And all this nonsense not. about toothpaste. You know, you can't take uh, your toothpaste, your, your big tube, or the things they can take away from you. My un- my uncle visited. We celebrated my dad's 90th or 89th birthday a couple of years ago, and my sister made my uncle in Texas some homemade strawberry jelly, or jam, I guess it was. And he went to the airport, and the security people took his the homemade jam away from him. He couldn't take the homemade jam home with him to Texas. Can you... It, yep. I mean, uh, and I, I, you know, first of all, I don't even know how to put a a bomb in a tube of toothpaste. I mean, it's toothpaste. How do you get a bomb into a tube? I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's... And the other well, thing I never had, now... I, I'm, I never went to bomb school, so I, I really don't know. I, I, don't know how, I don't know how anybody got an explosive in his underwear either, but... Served and, right and, you know, the thing, is, the thing is, too, years ago, one Christmas... We got, I got my mom one of these foot machines where she can soak her feet and, you know, the things, the things you use before you get a pedicure. Mm-hmm. 
And my house, my house, my, my landlady was a uh, pedicurist, manicurist, beautician. She was able to find a foot machine, and I was able. We, we wrapped it as a Christmas present, and I was able to take it home. And Mom opened it on Christmas and was real excited. Today, I couldn't take that manicure machine home wrapped as a Christmas present. No. Um, I'd either no, have okay. to. They'd unwrap it. And I'm mm -hmm. sure they wouldn't rewrap it for you, even if you paid them. <laughs> no. Um, or, you know, you have to ship it. And, you, and, and, I, and part of the excitement of Christmas is having something wrapped and being surprised. Showing up with a present, yes. And yes, I can, having that in your hand. I can't even do that anymore. And it just... No, no. Don't, I don't hard. mean to... I'm just... Sometimes I get down in the dumps about some of these things. It just, it's, yeah. not, it's not as fun as it used to be. Kind of have to roll with But the one thing we have got, we've got awful shows we can listen to. We can hear wonderful programs on Yesterday USA. We can complain about uh, these things and not have to worry about uh, someone being offended. And we can talk about jockey shorts. And we can talk about jockey shorts, Traker Puff Wheat, and Ivory Snow. And people are entertained, obviously. <laughs> Either that, or we're here all by ourselves right now. I don't know. I don't think so. I think people listen, are I mean, you, you've there. gotten calls, I guess, some Sunday mornings, right till 3 or 4 in the morning sometimes, right? 5 and 6. 5 and 6, your time, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. Well, I've got questions here. Okay. Um, I have to find you. Know, you are just so good. Are you into Fibber McGee and Molly? Not really. Sort of, not even. Okay. Um, Talking the show, I like the show. It's just, it's just, you know, I'm more into other other shows. It's yeah, you're you're into sophisticated stuff. Let me see here. Oh, well, all right. Um, I asked this earlier. This is one. What were green? We had green ones, gold, blue ones, and plaid. What were they? I don't, I don't know. I'm in the product category here. So we're going shopping. Green. And was this all one one type of product? No. Well, it, it, they were all the same, but these are, are different kinds. We had green ones, gold ones, blue ones, and plaid ones. Green, gold, blue, and plaid. And I'm in the shopping department here. We've got products and stores and stuff like that there. Be some type of clothing, maybe. I, I don't know. I'm 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 stumped. You got me stumped this time. You know, I think this is a really lousy question. It looked good when I wrote it. Walden, you want to take a shot before I tell what the answer is? Uh, M and M's. <laughs> I, I never thought of that. Well, they have I different... haven't seen a plaid M and M, but that's a great answer. Yeah, different colors M and M's, but I no plaid. No plaid M&M's. Mm. They were premium stamps, green stamps, gold oh, oh, stamps. Oh, yeah, of course. Do they still make green, green stamps? I, oh. I don't think any of the premium stamps have been around for a, a long time. For sure around in the 60s. I always remember, on one of the funny things, I always remember on the album that Von Meter did about President Kennedy called The First Family. Uh -huh. There's a scene where all these motorcycles and policemen and sirens are going, and President Kennedy says, stop, stop. The car's crop, and he says, yes, sir, can I do anything for you? President Kennedy says, do you sell green stamps here? No, we don't. And President Kennedy says, forget it, and the sirens just go on. <laughs> and they move on. 
<laughs> yeah. And, well, they were big. You know, radio stores gave them, radio stations, top value stamps. I remember the blue stamp, and you could collect them, put, pay them in, and then go to a store to redeem them for prizes or whatever. Uh-huh. That's exactly right. And yeah. the gold stamps and green stamps and plaid stamps were the same. And there were others, but those are the only ones that came up. So oh, about the dinner, about lunch and dinner, I was thinking about people uh, that we could have. Oh, yeah. One would be, one I would enjoy, Fred Foy. Mm-hmm. Morgan Excellent Beatty, choice. the great NBC, late NBC newsman, Morgan Beatty. Good. Okay. Peg Lynch. Not bad. Oh, what an interesting combination. Yeah. Would you have Would you have all three of them at the same lunch with you? Uh, if 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 it could be possible, and then and then uh, I'm thinking about if all of the other names you had could be there. What Peg, a fascinating roundtable that would. Peg you know. Peg by herself would be a handful, so you know, you can have three lunches, you'd be okay. Yeah, three lunches might be interesting. Yeah. You know, three lunches would be interesting. I mean, I'm sure, more, for example, Morgan Beatty. Just the fact that his career it was so long and extensive. He began as a police reporter, I guess, in Little Rock in the early part of the 20s. And then he worked for AP and then for NBC. And he, he was one of the reporters aboard the Augusta when President Truman, on the way home from Potsdam, when President Truman told the reporters that they were going to use an atomic bomb. And he actually identified Hiroshima and, Japan, and Nagasaki as the possible target. And I guess they, it was, uh, the story was either going to be released at the White House. You know, it was sort of off the record. He, Morgan Beatty could talk about it later, you know, but yeah. he, kept, he kept things off the record. Because Morgan Beatty said later, President Truman had to tell them what an atomic bomb was, even. Because, you know, it was... Uh, but he experienced that. He interviewed Sam Rayburn and LBJ and... Uh, very fascinating career in radio and uh, and experienced all that. Uh, Morgan Beatty. Um, okay. Voice. Well, you've got an interesting collection. I, I'm I'm eager to hear what. Uh, maybe we'll do that for next week, Walden. Sounds good to me. Just three names, three people, and then after we pick three people, we have to decide if they had personalities that were complimentary. <laughs> At the same table, you know, two egos wouldn't necessarily be a good thing to have at the same table. Okay, here's your question: Who was Simon Templer? The saint. Very good. Who played him? Well, several people the, did, the, but the, the best longest, was the longest run. Vincent Price. Yeah, I like Vincent I Price. Have you have heard about Vincent Price being such an interesting person? So let's, yes. let's, let's do the tough question. Okay. Which who, is? Who is Vincent Price's sidekick? Oh, I know that. Okay. Okay. Was it, didn't, wasn't Lawrence Dopkin his side, didn't play his side? Right, he played it, but what was the name of the character? I can't remember now. Louis. Louis, all right, Patricia. Do I get a prize? Do you I get do, a prize? You do. You get a bucket of green stamps for your... I get a bucket of free stamps. Yeah. Okay. Well, Jim, I will put an extra CD. It'll have to be two CDs because we've got a collection that big now. And um, I'll make sure that they get in your... awful show. We have your second awful shows yet. Well, I because, uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm such a failure here, the... My first attempt at a second edition 
got gobbled up by my computer. So I have simply been adding to the original folder, and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So what I can do, and it's actually the single shows, not even the, you know, I had I had things like Three and Four Witches' Tales and The Haunting Hour, a couple of those, and I've just gone to single shows now, and I've got two CDs worth of just single shows, one of each. Okay, that'll, that'll be many. fine. That'll be fine. There, there are that many. So I think it, it's a good thing to have just the singles because anything more than that might be a little And then for Verons, you can either do your for your original or, or your mixture, you know, whatever you want to do on yeah. Ron's. Well, uh, there, there isn't any original anymore because I've just kept adding to the same collection. Oh, whatever, whatever works then. Yeah. Whatever, whatever okay. you have then. I'd, I will be happy to do that. Because yeah, he, he likes your whole idea, because, you know, that's a part of radio. We just don't, people... Nobody pays attention uh, to the really bad stuff, yeah. Everybody competes for, oh, no, this one's best. Oh, no, that one's best. How can you go wrong? Nobody's going to criticize you for identifying something that's really awful and then playing it. Well, you know, and the thing is, too, uh, you never have, you know, like when Radio Spirits used to do the 60, like when Cronkite did the 60 greatest shows of the 20th century or... When well, mm-hmm. when Carl Amari did radio's all-time favorites, the, the 60 show thing he did, you know they would never commercially release something called the 60 worst shows of all time. <laughs> I mean, they couldn't do it. This is the only place you'll hear it, I guess. Well, anyway, thank you all again. All right. Well, thank you, Jim, and happy Easter. Easter, and and it'll be interesting. By the way, it'll remind everybody tonight. It's a, it's uh. Now, what what are you doing tomorrow, Walden? Uh. Uh, we are, the Wall Street Journal will be covering this show. Um, Bill Bragg is going to be on with Dr. Mike at the top of the show, Sean, Larry, and I, talk about the situation of Big Tech, and the Wall Street Journal is covering it. Really? Yes. I mean, I, and, 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 I'm, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm serious. Yeah, I mean, me I'm not, too. You're not kidding. The Wall Street Journal. The, yeah, the Wall Street Journal has spent 90 minutes in person. They went to Bill's house today. And they're coming back to be on to sit in on the live show for tomorrow night. Well, that's going to be. I'm a, by the way, if to avoid an upstep accent, maybe I can call you tomorrow. You bet. You bet. You, you bet. You and I, uh, I will. I will. I will put you in. Okay. I look forward. Thanks, right. Trisha. Happy Easter. Happy Easter, Jim. Thank you so much. Sure thing. All right. Seven one four five four five two zero seven one. Walden. Yes. Motherhood is getting to me. My baby's not in his nest yet. Well, how, I think you're gonna need to text him. You know. I don't. I don't. Would have, oh dear. You, you can have. The, don't you have made this? You go have an email. No. He's on the fly. Maybe, Who's there? Maybe he found a cute thing and he's going after being with. Boy, him I now. hope so. I worry about these little guys. I know you spend so much time with them. She whiz. Who's there? there? Hello. There you are, Ralph. How you doing? <laughs> happy good. Easter. Well, happy Easter to you too. Yeah, you got uh, a lot going on tonight. It's been busy. Um, I should have, I don't have to bother you and give out the phone number, practically. I'm telling you, <laughs> I, I tried. It's not unusual, but I tried four times to get in. Oh dear. You guys are just busy, but you know what? What? I I don't think you should change anything. Uh, because everybody is so interesting. 
I, I, know. I think so too. Patricia has We're, Patricia has guilt. So so she she worries about people, and we've been trying to figure out how to how to. And I don't want to destroy the pace of the show because I think that's unique. So I don't know what we're going to do. But I think Bob has the right answer. He just wants to show more nights in a week. <laughs> <laughs> we managed to make it on Wednesday. We we sneaked in on Wednesday and had some playtime. But it's only an hour and a half. Yeah, they, they back the you know, the uh, the the San Quentin shows or whatever, Patricia. The jail shows. That was a horrible. I wonder if we lost Patricia. Hold on, Ralph. Patricia, you there? Yeah. Hold on, Ralph. I think we lost everybody. So stay tuned. I think. I. Hold on. Let's do this right. Uh, uh. <laughs> JAWS for Windows is ready. Welcome to Skype. Press insert plus H for a list of JAWS. Selected Bill Brat. Patricia Hotel. Patricia Carol. Carolyn Rod. Page up. Plus 1512. Page up. Page up. Favorites. Drag con. All. Change contact. Bill Bragg. Online. Three. Echoes. Imagine. Jer. Jimmy. Can. Mike. Nolan. Reps. Timbo. Plus one. Bill Brat. Cynthia. Dennis. Frank. Jeff Sil. Jim. KAC. Carolyn Rod. Carolyn Rod. Patricia Applicate, send SMS, invite a group call, enter, leaving menus, Patricia Hewitt, phone number, unloading JAWS, can't, okay, but... And she should be answering the phone. I got thrown out. I know, it's, it's, it's typical, about four hours when you're on the phone on Skype. I know, usually I have a little bit of warning. Uh-huh. But this time it went, echo, boom. Boom. Yeah. Anyway, Ralph, like your awful show last night. And which one was last night? Yeah, it was, uh, I want to come back. I want to come back. <laughs> Wasn't that awful? Uh, I can't that believe was... that they, the, the format of the thing was so screwed up that I, I just couldn't get anything out of it. it was, you picked the good, bad one. I picked the good, bad. There were three of them. Oh, my God. And they were all the same script. They were supposed to have been all the same prisoners and all the same 120 phone calls offering jobs for all three, but each one was a little bit worse than the other, so I had I had three to choose from. Wow. Well, you, yeah. you, picked, you picked probably the, the, a winner, the, the worst. <laughs> they, they were pretty close. They were pretty close. I, I could have picked another one, and we wouldn't have lost the flavor at all. So. Uh, well, you know, you're doing your job, dear. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just keep the awful stuff coming. You know, it's kind of fun. Is it, when you listen to this stuff, Ralph, is it, I don't know if it as good for you as it was for me, is it, is it as fun as you thought it might be? You know, I, I couldn't turn it off. I wanted to... <laughs> You know, I think it helped, Pat Patricia, that you set it up as a terrible show, so nobody's expectation levels that high. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. But sometimes they're so bad, you just can't listen any longer. And 
um, I don't know. That that one just, it was so gripping. It was so gripping. Unfortunately, it was my tummy I was gripping. <laughs> oh, it was bad. So how are you doing? Happy Easter. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we're, we're doing okay. Uh, we're going to go to brunch tomorrow at the local golf course. Woo! Yeah, Whoa, a, a really nice restaurant there. You like breakfast. I remember that. You're going to oh, have yeah, breakfast? breakfast guy. So how yeah. many bacon? Now, we, we, the big topic, Ralph, how many bacon could you eat? If you had to sit down and we had a plate full of bacon. Uh, have, a bacon eating contest? Uh-huh. Yeah, you and Patricia, I think you two go at, we, we, we lead the way here. Well, I'm, I'm good for three or four strips, but I think after I think, that, it kind of loses uh, its... I think you got everybody beat, Patricia. I think I don't. Oh think. my gosh! I mean, three or four strips is just warming up. I, I think you got. I think you got the family beat hands down, Patricia. Oh my gosh, Ralph! I've never done it, but if you cooked a pound of bacon, oh I could God. probably I could probably knock it off before I left the table. But you know, uh, my my very best friend in the whole world, he, he was a a bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. And. I used to go to breakfast with him, and he would eat six eggs and, and a couple of, a couple of dozen pieces of bacon, and 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 he he just ate an enormous amount. And then he'd ask when he had his coffee, he wanted sweet and low. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. This is good. Well, he was a big protein guy. He didn't want to overdo the carbs. Uh, oh, my I goodness. Spain with him and his wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we went to a restaurant. <laughs> and he, ate, he ordered three entrees. <gasps> and the, the guy says, you want this? You want this? Yeah. yeah but you don't want that, right? Yeah, yeah. What the <laughs> I, I heard that no bodybuilders generally will eat almost 7,000 calories a day. Six oh to seven thousand, depending on how much they work out. And boy, he was. What What did he look like physically? Well, he, he was in wonderful shape. He used to be uh, for years on end. He was in the Mister Universe contest and things like that. Uh-huh. He, he was serious. Now, the, I, I, this is going to sound terrible, no matter how I I phrase this. Now, what he was eating was not exactly the most healthful diet. How old was he when he wasn't with us any longer? Oh, oh, he's still around. Oh, my God, forgive me. <laughs> no, he's still around, but he can't hardly get around anymore. He's all he's all crippled up with... He, he moved down to Florida for the warmer weather. He, yeah. He can't take the uh, the cold anymore. Wow. But I tell you what, uh, we used to go in this, this bar that made uh, hot <laughs> sausage sandwiches. Yeah. They were huge. So we went in there one night, and, and we ate one each. And he says, uh, how about another one? I says, well, all right. So we had another one. Then he says, how about if we split one? Oh, my. I says, no. <laughs> you you threw it. And did he eat the whole thing then? I, you know, that's what I'm trying to remember. I, I, uh, he probably did. This guy could eat a horse. Yeah, have you have you ever asked him what was the biggest meal he ever ate? I think the three entrees in Spain was probably the... the <laughs> we were in Mallorca, and he... 
my Did he gosh. ask him to deliver them all at the same time, or did was he willing to take one one entree at a time? One by one, but he, the guy was absolutely stymied. He couldn't believe it. Uh, I want I want that pork chop after the steak. Yeah. Oh my God. Did he order extra mashed potatoes and gravy for each one too, probably? Oh, and you know it was so cheap. <laughs> Eating in the restaurant over there and the hotels yeah. and everything. When we went, we had we had a hotel with a a, a little balcony and a, a two room suite for me and my wife, wow. and it was five dollars a day. <gasps> wow! Oh my goodness! Had marble floors. Wow! It was gorgeous. Oh, my word. But, you know, that, that was 1968, I would say. Did you, did you and Tony talk, did you guys talk about just retiring there? I mean, for $5 a day, could have a pretty good house. Well. No, but uh, uh, several uh, European guys that worked with us did uh -huh. uh, uh, retire to Minorca, not Mallorca. Wow. And, and the guy says, you know, I have so much money, I can live like a king. <laughs> <laughs> On uh, just his retirement from the airlines. When we're not living right here, something's wrong, Walden. Uh -huh. Pack your bags. Unpacking mine. Okay. Well, you know, I can, and that's the trade-off. I mean, we can move, move to different parts of the world, but would people do it? You know. Uh, that, like some people do, but I think a lot of people would not like to give up the comfort of home. Well, you know, this this guy I'm talking about, he was a Hungarian, and he, he was uh, through World War Two, and he, uh, so he I went through some really rough times. Worst things, yeah, the worst things yeah. you could see in life. This guy saw. Yeah. And yeah. He, um, he he finally did go to Menorca. Hmm. Wow. His, his biggest problem was he couldn't speak English very well. He he um he comes to me one night. He says, "He says, Ralph, what? <laughs> My car is crushed." Your car is crushed. Yeah, yeah. So he go to his car. He says, "See, he, he had a scratch." Oh, gee, his car was crashed. Yeah. Oh, gee. Um, poor baby. I, did I tell you about the colic? Did I tell you, Walden? Colic. Did I tell anybody about the colic? No. No, you have not. I did not. Okay. Last time I had my hair cut, really lovely young woman, has identical twin sons. They're three years old. She speaks with an accent, and not a, not a big one, but an accent that sounds Russian, but she's from Brazil. Uh, so I don't know, I don't know what her, her, I know Brazil, they've got a couple of languages, and I don't know what her native language is, but she's been in the country for a long time, speaks perfect English, but pronunciation is a little bit off on some words. Uh, and she was telling me that her uh, we were talking about identical twins, and they are absolute cookie cutters of each other. They're not, you know, norm normally you, it's like a clamshell. So the, the left side matches the right side and so on, but not these kids. They were on top of each other. I mean, they were, they were just, they're just absolutely identical. And she says, <clears throat> these are three-year-old kids now, and she said, they have colic. 
That's a, oh. Well, you know, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a mother. I'm not going to say anything. Three is, you know, that's that's pushing it for colic, and she said, "You have colic too." I said, "I don't have colic." She said, "She cowlick, a cowlick in in their hair," and you know, she was talking about colic, and I said, "Oh, how cute!" After I realized what was going on, and I said, "No, no, you got to trust me. I don't have colic." The colic, colic, you have colic, so I have a colic on on the top of my head. Yeah, but yeah, she was, yeah, Tom Mix had one. Did he? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> uh, she was trying to describe for me the two boys. They are so identical. She said the oh, only way I, she said the only way I can tell them apart is that one has eyes that are just a little bit smaller than the others. Really? And goodness, she you, said, you know, you know uh, I've known identical twins uh, uh, when I was growing up there were these two girls and I, I couldn't tell them apart no no so when they, when they you get a mom who, clothing, so you know who is who yep they when, when you get always wear blue and the other one always wear red until they wanted to take an algebra exam for one and the science exam for the other or well, I wonder uh, if they decide to uh Test out a guy on a date and so they they alternate to see what see if this was a good guy or not. Yeah, that's that's interesting. You know, this is, the way this lady was describing her kids. He, he's got one has a cowlick on the right side, the other one has a cowlick on the right side. One has a you know a dimple on one side, the other one has a dimple on the same side. So even she has trouble telling her own kids apart. Oof, my goodness. Yeah, uh, you know. People are so funny, uh, and uh, th this guy that I was talking about, the Hungarian guy, uh -huh. he's one of my favorite characters in the whole world, because he, he, <laughs> he would say, I say wrong, why are you going to tell me I say wrong? <laughs> yeah, I haven't got all night to correct you. <laughs> if I did that, I wouldn't have no, no time for anything else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Ralph, you have had so much fun in life. My greatest disappointment oh, yeah. is that it, my greatest disappointment is that we didn't meet sooner. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, I, was, I hope that maybe someday we can actually meet. Uh, yeah. I, um, I don't know. You guys just found a place in my heart. Oh, well. You're here too, or we wouldn't have you on our boy. We're going to barge in and what's for breakfast list. Uh huh. So what are you going to have from all for brunch? Have you guys? We'll feed you. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? He's ready to feed us. He's ready to feed us. So what are we going to have for brunch tomorrow, Ralph? Have you figured out what you're going to get at the uh, country club? You know, I, I've never uh, been to their brunch. Okay. Uh, I go to dinner there once in a while. Okay. Everything is really, really good. So uh, I just have to play it by ear tomorrow. Mm. Well, sometimes well, I'm banking on having their, that they will have some really nice breakfast items well, like sliced ham. And well, and a nice buffet of different kinds of eggs. Ooh, I think sometimes I think, that's one of the better buffets. It's a breakfast buffet. Mm-hmm. You know. I agree. Yeah, we're going to 
some neighbors, and they've been there before. They say it's absolutely out of this world. Wow. Okay. Well, Sounds you're gonna save. To me. You're gonna save leftovers for us. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they want to carry anything out. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it, it, that really it's that proper to be able to ask for a doggy bag from a buffet to take it home. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, don't I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. You, Walden, you're one of the few people, I think, who could get away with that question. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably could. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The rest of us will be out doing dishes. Uh, hey, it's, it's really good. Could I take some home? Uh, that, that, yeah, that, that. Yeah, you, you get this little puppy dog tone to uh-huh. your voice. Please. Yeah, I mean, please. it's like Oliver Twist. Please, sir, could I have uh, more? You know, when I get a doggy bag, I always say, you know, the dog is never going to see this. Yeah. Could I please have a people bag? Mm-hmm. Indeed. Well, Ralph, have you heard any radio shows that are candidates for awfulhood? Uh, no, not really. Uh... I can't think of anything that I would really categorize as awful, except the ones that you play. (laughs) This is good. This is good. That's what they're supposed to be. Very excellent. You got it right on the mark. Oh, my goodness. There are so many out there, so little time. All right. We've got a soap theme tonight. What kind of soap did your mother make you use when you were a kid? Well, we always had... uh, Ivory soap. Uh huh. Ivory's a big and, winner tonight. Uh, because it floated. My mother liked the fact that it floated. And uh, I remember one of their commercials was at 99 and 77% pure. Did she like that? Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. that was the. What a, life. Nobody ever asked what they meant by it. Yeah, what did that really mean? It just sounded so good. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, I, I want to know what the point fifty six percent impurity pure. was. Yeah. 99, I think it was 99 and 77 percent pure. 99 and 44, 100 percent pure. Oh, okay. Yep. So, they had the 44 one-hundredths. So the, I, missed it. I missed it. So they're talking about... Pure, pure being what? Pure soap, I guess, right? Beats me. Beats me. And, uh, I don't know. Later on, we used swan a little bit because that also floated. Did it? I did not know that. If it didn't float, my mother didn't want it. <laughs> I didn't know swan floated. I never heard Gracie. Gracie and, yeah, and George were sponsored by swan, right? Yep. George well, and Gracie with Bill George Go- and Gracie. I never remember their talking about anything floating. And with Bill Good one that with the with the commercial spokesperson. Uh-huh. And then later uh they sponsored the Bob Hope show and my friend Irma. And we looked it up that Swan was gone by the nineteen sixties. Leave it brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Leave It Brothers dropped it. Yeah. It was a Lever Brothers product. Huh. Well, we, switched, All right. we switched to Swan, and then uh, after a while, uh, she switched back to uh, Ivory. Uh, and she what? switched back. You know, okay. you know, you notice tonight, through all the soap talk, the one soap I haven't heard anybody mention that still has one of the great commercials. Which is? Rinso. 
Rinso. Rinso was yeah. laundry detergent. I guess so. I guess because it's laundry. And that was like Tide. And I'm, it's rinse, I don't think Rinso is still available, is it? I don't know. I don't know. Oh. You know, if Beverly sells doing the song, and Rinso White. Rinso. Well, yep. Rinso White, Rinso Bright. Mm-hmm. Everyday washing song. You know? Have you tried Rinso? Um, let's see. Rinso. 1950s sales plummeted. Rinso is the brand name of a laundry soap used in Australia, Indonesia, New Zealand, and the United Kingdom. Oh, and the United States. Brand was created. I don't. I don't know. This is a wiki. You know what happens with wiki. Let's see here. In the late 50s, they had Rinso Blue. They had an offshoot of Rinso White. Oh my goodness! Yeah, and that that was I that was. Let me take a guess here. Promoted as a wash day soap that would make your your laundry look sparkly white because you could actually buy bluing. You would put bluing in with your starch when you starched. You know, you dipped things in water that had starch in it. You actually put a drop of bluing in there that would give your white shirts kind of a, a, a I don't know, a, a really sharp, a, a, a sharp, bright look. Now, there's yeah, some... I remember bluing very well, as a, as a matter of fact. When I was in boot camp uh-huh. in the Navy, I, I filled the shower heads with laundry bluing. <laughs> Oh, Ralph, you know, I... I'm in there to take a shower. <laughs> Listen to him. I, uh... He's still laughing here. Ralph, I, uh... how did you survive? Did we lose him? No, he's just laughing. Yeah, I'm here. You're still laughing? Yes, I <laughs> <laughs> And you know, it was, it's funny, you never know who was going to go in the shower, but he was probably one of my least favorite people. <laughs> so it worked out just right. Mm-hmm. It worked out fine. <laughs> well, there's another term we don't really hear people use that is putting starch in your in your collars or, or different things. You don't, yeah. that practice is not even done anymore, right? Does anybody sell starch? Uh, hear of anybody starching things anymore, but uh, when I worked in the laundry, you know, people wanted starch. Sure. Yeah, that was a big thing. Well, yeah, now, but nothing nothing was wrinkle-free. Mm-hmm. Was so starch, they didn't have. Yeah. Was, was starch bakery used for collars? What, what did you use? No, for the whole for? shirt. Really for the whole, whole shirt. shirt. Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> mice mm-hmm. love to live in starch. They absolutely uh, thrive in starch. What thrives and, in uh, starch? And the ladies in the laundry had to go back there to get the starch out of the box. <laughs> they would put on, like, long sleeves and go in there and take the, the starch very timidly because... 
the darn mice would run up your arm if you give them a chance. Oh, no. Wow. Oh. 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 What is there in starch? Let me see how we do this. Somebody is making starch. Polish to prepare the starch. No one to wash any dirt and grime. Um, mix the starch. Laundry starch is available in powdered form. Well, we want to know what's in it, right? Yeah. Yeah, something that would, I mean, we're, you guys talk about jockey shorts while I'm looking for starch here. <laughs> Did you hear me talk about the ad from 1942 about jockey shorts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to lift. When I, when I used to talk on the CB radio, I, I was talking and, and, and this guy cut in, cut in and he sounded like a little girl. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, uh, okay, miss. Oh, no, miss, I'm a, I'm a boy. And I says, well, I says, you know, I think... Possibly your jockey shorts are too tight. <laughs> of course. Starch your shirts, yes. He, you got he, to... he left the air immediately. Uh-huh. Yeah. The, um, I think the expression is you got your knickers in a knot. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, this is good. Is starch bad for my shirts? No. Dry cleaning? No. Save money by starching shirts at home? Um, gosh, I just... The starch damage clothes. No. Yeah, iron them. See, when you starch something, though, iron, well, then you have to iron it. Right. That's what I'm trying to figure out the actual process. So, would you spray it on and then. Well, you'd wash. No, you'd. With, with, uh, with no. the actual starch, um, you, you, wash, you wash the shirt, let it dry, then put starch in water okay. in the in the correct um, proportions okay. and dip the shirt into that and let it dry. And then, if you're really an aficionado here, you sprinkle and dampen the shirt, which Absolutely. you have to do anyway. Um, you can either sprinkle, dampen it on the ironing board while you're ironing, or you could sprinkle it, sprinkle it roll it up tight, and put it in the refrigerator. Absolutely, yeah. My mother used to do that. Uh huh. A cold, damp shirt will iron more crisply. No kidding. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. That's true. So now we've got we've had everything from jockey shorts to bunny eggs. Yeah. To um. Starch. All right. Now, 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 the starch meant did it did it become did it become harder? I mean, uh, more like stiffer. Stiffer, right? Yeah, the fabric was stiffer, which really looked nice when you first put it on. But when you bent over, the wrinkles started, and the wrinkles were permanent. It, they didn't fall out. Right, right. It'd be tough if you start your jockey shorts, right, Patricia? You do not start jockey shorts. Uh-huh. Um, no, the, not advised. Yes. <laughs> no, the, the, new, the newlywed who wants to impress her husband does not... Put starch in his shorts. This is true. All right. The kind of starch used for laundering is the powdered form of the complex carbohydrate found in vegetables like potatoes and corn. So it must be like cornstarch. Yeah, those those mice love that stuff. Well, I can understand why. 
Okay. It says, what else can you do? It says, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. My babies are gone. In our nearest city here, Redding, California, they have this park and it's some special bridge and it's a big tourist attraction. And they had two eagles nested in a tree. Uh-huh. And they wanted to cut the tree down. Uh-huh. So they did everything they could do to get rid of the eagles. They covered the nest in plastic. They they played loud music. They did everything they could do to drive them away, and they, they were unsuccessful. So now the eagles are a big part of the park. Their names are Freedom and Liberty, and they're also on television. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Yeah. I am I am so disappointed that people would go to those extremes to try oh. to discourage. Terrible. Uh, all the people who, who were, you know, trying to get rid of them, Mm-hmm. Now they're taking credit for having them. Yeah, of course we could. Yeah, we we saved them because we couldn't get rid of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, if they if they did we something like that. Uh huh. I, I think uh, the paper said last week they they know of twelve uh, nesting pairs uh, right in our little area here. Wow. Well, let me tell you what we got here. My poor baby. Um, we have. 133 nests within a 25-mile radius here. Wow, that's a lot. I know. I know. That's a lot of eagles. Um, but it, I don't know how far the law extends, but in Florida, if they were caught doing what you have described, they'd still be in jail. You know what? It's illegal to have an eagle feather. Mm-hmm. It's like a $500 fine. You should be more, yeah, maybe yeah. more than that. You know, I, I, I was out on the lake one day, and I found this feather. It was gorgeous, you know, so I, I brought it home, and I, I I showed it to my neighbors. Oh, my God, that's an eagle feather. He says, you're getting so much trouble for having that. And I, I can't for the life of me understand why you wouldn't be able to have a feather. I can, I can offer a suggestion. Because it's unusual for an eagle to lose a feather. So you found really a treasure. People who have eagle feathers have typically killed an eagle. And that's how they get the feathers. Well, do you? Yeah, no, I wouldn't do that. No, you wouldn't do that. Would but you like an eagle feather? <laughs> no. I mean, I would love to have it. Let me check and see if I'd be arrested. Yeah, I know it's a big fine. I think they can arrest you. I don't want to get by. Who's going to bail? Would you guys bail me out? Yep. That'd be the next project for the family. Bail out money for <laughs> collect, <laughs> collect enough money to get Patricia out on bail. We could do. We could. We could talk. We could do a remote broadcast from the jail. We could do oh. the Saturday night show. Well, anyway, Patricia, buy money, everybody. Oh, I I just checked the nest. My baby's not home. We could put. We, we could put your bail up. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. You could do that? Yeah. I'm not worth I very much, so they, it wouldn't cost a whole lot. Oh, my baby's not home. Oh, dear. Baby flu. He's all grown up. My baby's all grown up. Well. Yeah, I think he's probably out sleeping with his brother or his sister, whatever 
I can't tell the difference. Well, you know what we need to do is tell them next year they need to put a uh, surround <laughs> camera. That way you can watch the trees and things. You have a bigger, uh, bigger, a bigger range besides yeah, the, the uh, uh, yeah, um, a, a radius. Uh huh. It's it's a really fabulous view. It, they they did a really great job on this because um, you can see the entire nest and it's got depth. So you can see the branches on the tree behind the nest, and when one sits up there, you can see it. But they're not sitting there tonight, and they're not sleeping on the edge of the nest, and Baby is gone, and I'm so upset. Well, Baby was little enough that he still put his nose under his wing. Well, it's only 3 in the morning, Patricia. Maybe she'll buy 6. And maybe might uh, be... what time the bar is closed. Yeah. yeah what, what, um, what the I don't know. I, I've never hung out in a bar. <laughs> You know, all of these questions. Well, actually, questions. Yeah, we have osprey. <laughs> oh, you do have osprey. Yeah, oh, they're also in the eagle family from what I understand. They are. They're called fish eagles. By well, the, you know, you know the, You'd be sitting out in the boat in the middle of the lake, and all of a sudden, one of these things all come down and go right under the water. Yep. And a huge yep. splash and come up with a fish every time. And, and come up with a fish, yep. Yeah. And they've. They've, their talents, they cannot let go of the fish in flight. The only way they can let, they, they have to land in order to let go of the fish. So if they pull one up that's too big, they're in, in serious trouble. Uh, I can tell you a story. I saw it myself in uh, Ketchikan, Alaska. Mm -hmm. This eagle, came, a bald eagle, he came down, he grabbed this salmon, and the salmon was so big he couldn't take off. Oh, dear. And he couldn't let go of it, apparently. So what he did was he flapped his wings and swam ashore. Wow. With, with the fish in his talons. With the fish in his talons. Yep. Yeah. We, we've talked about the, the marvels uh, of these guys with their talons and what they can do, but that's a, that's a remarkable story. Yeah. Resourceful. Yeah. I guess I'd flap my wings pretty hard, too, if the fish were going to drag you me know, under. In, uh, in Alaska, eagles are on the, like, they're like pigeons. They're all over the place. <laughs> you drive down the road and you look at the, you know, the, the, the wires, uh -huh. the telephone poles. There's five, six, seven, ten eagles sometimes. I didn't know they could do that. Oh, yeah, they I you. thought I had seen everything when I saw pelicans up on telephone wires. Oh, pelicans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they had duck feet, the great big duck feet. And they were sitting on telephone. But I, I did not know that eagles could do that. Yep, absolutely. My goodness, I would think that the wires would be much too small for them to get any kind of an anchor. Well, you know, birds, birds have, seem to have a fantastic sense of balance. Oh, they're they're marvelous. Yeah, Except they my baby, who isn't home yet. Uh, did mm. I tell you about our turtle doves? I don't think so. I don't recall that you did. Well, you know, they're kind of associated with Christmas. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Well, I'd never seen them before. On Christmas Day, we had seven of them <gasps> out in the yard. Oh. And and up till now, there, there's only two that seem to come around. But that one day, there were seven of them. And they're pretty. Oh, my. 
Oh, my. I don't think I have ever seen a turtle dove. They've got a little ring around their neck. Yeah, they, these have a ring around their neck. Okay. And they're, uh, they're, 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 like they're always in pairs. Oh. And they won't eat off the bird feeder, but they, they, we put bird feed on the ground for them. Uh-huh. Any of them make a nest? Any of them make a nest that you know of? I I can hear them during the day up in the trees, but I don't know where their nest is. Do they sound like morning doves? I would say I I wouldn't know the difference, but I know it's doves cooing because I have heard them before. Uh huh. Now, are different birds picky about the bird seed? Oh yeah. That's what I figured. I mean, you, you, oh yeah, cardinals but, love sunflower seeds. Okay. And what was it? Uh, oh, finches. Yeah. They like caraway seed. I did not know that. Yeah, what, what the people do is they put caraway seed in an old uh, pantyhose or nylon. Uh huh. And hang it from the trees, and the finches will come and take it. They hang on to the thing and drive their little bills through it, and they get the cowboy seeds. My gosh, it's like picking bugs out of bark of trees. Mm-hmm. Caraway seeds. I never would have guessed that. Caraway seeds, Walden, are the kinds of seeds that you get in rye bread. It's not really rye. It's right. caraway seeds. No, is that that's not right, is it? Yeah. Caraway seeds are tiny little black dots. Yeah. Right. 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 And those are the ones that you get in rye bread, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's probably some in there. Yeah, besides the dill and the dill rye bread. Uh, uh, caraway. Yeah, I think so. Mm-mm, caraway seeds or fennel. Hmm. I'll tell you what. Caraway seeds, rye bread. Oh, don't go away. Don't go away. Rye bread. Mm. And just think, everybody came down between the bald eagle and the turkey to be our national bird. Right, exactly. Yeah. Was it Franklin that wanted the turkey? It sure was. Mm-hmm. Benjamin uh, wanted the turkey. Okay. I don't think it would have been the most smartest move to have a, a dumb bird like that as our <laughs> national symbol, right? No, they don't seem to come out very high. No. Yeah, and the IQ department. Yeah, they are. Yeah. The seeded, the rye with seeds mm-hmm. has caraway seeds. I was right on that one. Uh-huh. So I was good on that. So, all right. Well, Ralph, yeah. I have, I, I, you know, Monday is April Fool's Day, and I know I'm in trouble already by asking you, mm-hmm. but I will. What was the greatest April Fool's joke you ever pulled off? <laughs> Do we have until next week? <laughs> Let me count the ways, he says. Uh, <laughs> He's laughing already. Well, it, it wasn't like a joke, you know, but it was, uh, we, we took this guy's Volkswagen <laughs> and bounced it. If you bounce a car up and down, two guys can move a car easily. Yeah. <laughs> we, we each sat on me and my friend on the other ends of this guy's car, and we bounced it 
through this narrow gate that just stood through. And then there was a the wall of the building and a and a wall. And we, we bounced it around until it was across the opening. So, oh, oh, my gosh. I still don't know how they got it out of there. I imagine they had to get a record because... <laughs> I mean, this that is... Was, that was, it wasn't a joke. It was a, it was a stunt, I guess. That wasn't a joke. I mean, that's... Does it sound reasonable that they got a heavy-duty forklift to get that thing out? I, yeah, I, I didn't hang around the street. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ralph. Oh, Ralph. My, I am so sorry we didn't get to meet you sooner. The biggest question was how long did it take the guy to figure out what happened to his car? Oh, yeah. Oh, poor guy is still babbling to himself. Oh, all right. Oh, my God, Ralph, you're a piece of work. <laughs> All right, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Let me think here. Mm, um, are you into mysteries? You know, like uh, Sam Spade, Johnny Dollar, that kind of thing. That yeah. kind of stuff. All right. Well, I'm not, uh, I don't know what I'm thinking of. Agatha Christie and that stuff. I don't know much about her. You're not, you're not in there. Okay. No. All right. Hold on. I like funny stuff. You like funny stuff? You like funny stuff. All right. Let me find the funny stuff here. I'm going to have to do some more organizing. I've got like 35 or 40 pages of of questions here. Let me see. Let me see. Okay. We've got... All right. You want a multiple choice? Oh, whatever you got. All right. We'll, we'll do the, the investigator type stuff. Jeff Reagan, investigator. That was the name of the show. Yes, he I, called I, him... I know the show. Okay. He called himself the Lion's Eye... Who was the star of the show? Uh, this is multiple. Know. This is multiple choice. I'll give you multiple choice. Okay. Okay. All right. William Everett, Arthur Q. Bryan, Jack Crucian, Jack Webb. Uh, uh, what was the name of the show again? Jeff Reagan, Investigator. I think it was Jack Webb. You think correct? Thank you. You done good. And he also did Pat Novak for Hire, which was yeah, a very similar, very similar show. Yeah. Very, very talented guy. He was. He was. And you know, as awful as the two comedy shows were that he did, they were they were bad good. Or good bad. I don't know which which is correct. Uh, which would be which would be correct, Walden? Bad good. They were bad good. They were so bad they were good. Mm -hmm. And I, I guess maybe those at all. I well we played one already. We played one on the awful shows on Friday. So uh, if I email a show to you, you can open it, correct? I've yes. I've done that. I've done that before. Yes. Okay, I'll email one of the Jack Webb shows to you so you don't miss out on anything. Okay. 
All right. All right. Now let me know. Let me see here. We've got you on the list for baseball, dragnet, and life with Luigi. What would you like me to add to that? Jimmy Durante. No kidding. All right. You got it. Nobody has, I don't think, I don't recall that anyone ever asked for Jimmy Durante. Cool. You got yeah, it. Yeah, I remember he, he used to be on the radio. I think Donna Nietzsche was on there with him. And... Uh-huh. Yep, he was yeah. good. He was uh, good. I'm, I'm so sorry you didn't ask me who was in the Mystic Knights of the Sea. <gasps> who was in the Mystic Knights of the Sea? Well, there was uh, Kingfish. Right. Good. Andy. Right. Great. Calhoun, the lawyer. Right. Shorty, the barber. Right. Should I go on? Yep. Keep it going. Oh, was, was, go ahead. Was Amos? I, I don't think Amos was a member. Was he, Walden? I would not be surprised. But I'm, I don't I'm, ever remember I'm, that Amos was, was with the guys because he was he had family and kids. Remember who the, who was the candidate? Who the guy who saw Oh, always, Lightning. Lightning, yeah. that's right. Lightning. Lightning always took care of the place. Yeah, and I don't think he was a member either. I don't. I don't think Amos was a member because he had the two little kids. Uh-huh. Really? Yeah, he did. He had Arbidella was the girl, I and know, I can't remember. Yeah. Who was the Who was the little boy? Mm. Yeah, uh, Amos Junior. That's what I was thinking, but right now I'm, run, I'm running uh, uh, 1950 Amos and Andy shows, with, and they got Amos just had another little offspring. So that would have been three, or that would have been in the 1950s? When yeah. did Andy When did Andy go to work as a Santa? What year was that? Oh, I think he started that after war, so I'm thinking 40... No, he started in 44 in that, at least 44 or 43. That when he Santa. went to work as a Santa get, uh-huh. to get the doll... To get the doll for oh, Arbidella. Arbidella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, he, um, Amos had a little boy right. at the time. It was, right. a, it, it was a, the young one. So if he's having a baby in the 1950s, that's number three for him. So. How about that? I don't remember hmm. the boys at all. No. I always hear about Arbidella. You're right, Ralph. Well, Arbidella yeah. was the, uh, the was girl. little girl. She was always the... Uh, Center of attraction. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, you guys remember what Amos' uh, wife's name is? Yes. Amos' wife? Yeah, Amos. Ruby? Ruby. Ruby, that's right. How am I doing? Uh, We're doing, doing good, good, Ralph. Stick with us now, together. Now, now what is... Uh, it's us against you, Walden. What is the Kingfish mother-in-law's name? Oh, my goodness, Mama. <laughs> Mama. That's right. <laughs> um... Oh, Mama. I don't know whatever the given name or surname was. Yeah, I don't oh, remember, my. but I guess, you know, it's always Mama. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Here comes the Barracuda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. That was so good. I remember Andy with, with Madam Butterfly, or Butterfly McQueen. Yeah, no, but, Butterf- uh, yeah, yeah. No. Madam, Madam Butterfly. Madam, Madam Queen. Madam Queen. Madam Queen. Oh, gee. Yeah, that was his long-time girlfriend there. Yep. Yep, and, and she got him to the altar, and Andy got shot. 
And we never found out if it was before or after he said, I do. And then, then, they, then later she put him in suing for court for, for breaking the engagement. Her breach of contract, yeah. yeah. Oh, that, that, was, that was just awful. That, they kind of broke stride on that one. Mm-hmm. That was such a great show, I'm telling you. Oh, it was. It was. No one this show wanted to be on at the same time. No. Nope. No, no competition. Did not. No, couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. So, well, Ralph, I will find you Jimmy Durante and um, get some good stuff in your envelope. Baseball and Life with Luigi are already in the envelope. Boy, am I good. And um, you have yourself a wonderful brunch tomorrow and happy Easter to you. Oh, I start with the next tape. Two oh seven one, give us a call. Well, then my baby's not home. Well, we're gonna have to figure this out. Do, do you yeah. have? A, wait a minute, I have an idea. What? You got the name of the uh, real estate agent, don't you? Any phone number? Yeah. We can call him and ask him to go look. All right. Why not? All right. Why not? Yeah. Let me get phone number up. To, he's allow, allow me to make a suggestion. Let's find out who's on the phone first, and then I'll tell you how we can deal with Hello? this. <laughs> Hello there, Carl. You have a suggestion for Patricia how to save, how to save her, her curiosity? I was almost ready to give up. You were? <gasps> My gosh, look at the time. Bless your heart. We are talking with Bob from Wisconsin. I'm going to give you an email and say I had to give up. It's, it's only 2.15 in the morning where you are. Yeah, where I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are so I had to hang in here because I've almost forgotten what I was going to. First of all, I was... <laughs> you did a fantastic job Wednesday night. Oh, we had fun. Thank you for calling in. And uh, I, I would not get upset if I were you because it's only an hour and a, only an hour and a half long. Because I wouldn't worry about the clock because the other two stars of that show sometimes don't worry about it. And I, if it comes I, eleven o'clock, they just that's the end of it. Or yeah, eleven o'clock. So, so if you do any more, why just you know you do it for an hour and a half. Well, well, that's what we did. What we could do is just do the after-hour show and not, t- and not be on the air. We could have people call in. Oh, yeah. yeah we, we could just have that. a good time on the phone. Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. Because yeah. 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 everybody turns their thing down anyway. They'll <laughs> find her anyway. <laughs> but you, anyway, you, you did good. And, Thank you, Bob. And if, you know, if people are having trouble, you could get on... Anybody from A through M can call in on Wednesday night. <laughs> N through Z can call in on Saturday nights. I'm almost willing to take reservations, but uh, Patricia, Patricia almost tempted to take two calls at the same time. And I think, I think the poor thing is she having trouble with two having two babies, two baby eagles. I don't know how she's going to handle uh, two phone calls at the same time. I, I think. Would- It would be be awful. It would be hard. You know, I I like what Bob just said alphabetically. We do half the alphabet on Wednesday and half the alphabet on... This is like 
odd and even gas lines. Yeah, remember 79 when we had the uh, the, the uh, odds and evens every other day. You're right. Yes. Yeah, I could do that, and I'd use my first name on Wednesday nights, so I'd use my last name on Saturday night. Well, well, we'll have Bob who. It's because that begins in the name. on Saturday. So I guess what we could do, so the uh, there's two spouse. What, we just gotta make sure they have two separate letters. So Ralph could call one night and Tony could call the other night. So see, we get here from both of the families, I guess. Oh gosh, you uh, guys are too much. One yeah. thing. Yeah. Now the second thing. Cows. Let's go back to the cows. Yeah. <laughs> what were we doing with cows? We were talking about milk. The only butter. thing you get out of cows is milk. I knew that. Well, what? Butter? No. Cream? No, you don't get butter out of cows. You don't get cheese out of cows. You make that stuff out of milk. Thank you, Bob. But the only thing that comes out of cows, well, yeah, is, <laughs> is milk. Well, well. The, they the use the rest you... of it, too, but it's fertilizer. The only thing you want out of the cow is the milk. Well, okay. Now, you don't want the rest of it, but they now, use it for fertilizer. Now, Bob, maybe you can answer this question for me. Why is 4% milk, whole milk, and we can too, why don't we get called a half, half milk? Well, I've never heard of 4% milk. There's whole milk, 2% milk, 1% milk, and skim milk. But according to Patricia, who she knows, she knows all. Whole milk is four percent. Whole milk is what? Four percent. Whole milk is four percent fat. Well, it, it 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 could be a little more, it could be a little less. That's when they test the milk with it. And uh, the the higher the, the the higher the butter fat in the milk way, I, I think uh, the higher price maybe it brings. Uh, did you say That'll butter? That'll work for me. Did you say butter fat? No, oh, butter, oh, well, yeah. yeah oh, okay, so. Uh, Bob, you did it uh, now. <laughs> so, uh, that's not milk, is it? Well, that's, that's, that's what's in the milk. What, what do you, do we drink butter fat for milk? No, 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 that's, that's just, that's the way they grade the milk. Um. Bob, don't do encourage you, him. So, do we do anything with the butter fat? Yeah, you you, you you get butter. You, you. Okay. Okay. It's that's just how they grade the milk. Don't we make butter out of butter fat? Oh, Bob, you make he, butter out of the milk. He's getting you just like he got me last well, week. Oh wait, now wait, 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 wait. Now, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you make. I think you got to get the you got to get the cream out. They might make they might make the they might make the butter just out of the cream. They make okay. butter out of the cream. That is correct. Okay, well, they, they've got cream separators, and they separate the cream out of the milk, and then that is that is I correct. They make the butter out of the out of the cream. So, do we make whip? Do we make whipped cream out of cream? Whipped cream? Yes. Yeah. I don't think that's got anything to do with milk. No, you make wait it out of minute, out, minute, make whipped cream out of uh, heavy cream. That does too. Yeah. 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 Uh, they okay. make that. Out, they probably make that out of the cream. Now, what's cottage cheese made out of? What cheese? Yeah, cottage cheese. That's made out of milk. But Don't encourage him, 
Bob, you're encouraging him. <laughs> the cottage cheese, when when they when they when they when they make the cheese, it's I think it's all like cottage cheese. Right. They, you you roll the milk and roll the milk and roll the milk until it starts forming curds. Yep. And the curds are solid parts of the milk, and then the liquid drains off, and what you're left with is the cottage cheese. Now, that's a bit of an oversimplification, but if you let him keep asking you questions, Bob, we're never going to get now, out of here now, tonight. Now, the cottage cheese. There we the, go. The cottage cheese turns into cheese? Cottage cheese is cheese. Well, I look at that hard block of Swiss. That doesn't look like cottage cheese to me. No, it but doesn't. It, of course it, not. It's a different kind. Tell you what, when you when, when you get back here, we go to the trailer. <laughs> go to a, we'll go to a cheese factory and then you can watch this. I think so. I love it. I, I love so. it. Or we can put him in touch with some really great shows. I wish I knew what station it was on, how it is made. And they had cheese on there not very long ago. And, boy, they went through everybody's factory. We learned how to make Parmesan and how to make cottage cheese and samples? how to make Swiss cheese and blue cheese. Can I have yeah. free samples? Sure. Okay. Well, you get the curve. Now, I like, well, almost all cheese is good. But when I when I was growing on up, there was a cheese factory down at the bottom of the hill. Uh-huh. And we used to stop there. We'd go out to the swimming, go swimming pool, and we'd come on back. And they curves are... are or you can buy curds out there, yeah, but they're usually they get it done about maybe about noon or about one o'clock, and that way back then they, you could go on in and look and and they'd let you they'd let you, you know, sneak a curd out of the out of the vat. Now this they have these big stainless steel vats that are oh they could be they could be twenty foot long and maybe four foot wide and they they dump all the milk in there and then it's heated and they add some other, they add other things to it also. And they just it's uh, it's like a mix master that goes around real slow and moves up and down the vat. Mhm. And mixes the curds and then it'll curdle and then they'll drain off and that's that's the way what they what they drain off. And and that's that's milk, right? Pretty much, or is that? Well, it's, it's now now it's they call it whey. That's that's yeah. It's okay. the watery part. Of Little Miss Muffet sat in the tub and right. eat her curds and waves. Yeah. Okay. So it's water. Okay. Oh. Now now you got and this continues to stir up these. Now it's it's curdled now, and it's like it would be like cottage cheese, and it's mm-hmm. and they they push that back. And now this is this is cheddar cheese that we're making now. Okay. And they'll they'll push that back and let everything else drain off, and it keeps draining off. Then this these these curds will start to stick together. Uh, it's curdled the curdled milk, and that'll start to stick together. And then they'll they cut that up and they uh, in the slabs. Then they turn that over and turn it over and turn it over. Then they run it to another machine that cuts that all up into all oh, they're probably a half inch by a half inch and. And then they might be a couple inches long. Mm-hmm. Now those are those are what they're curds, and you can probably go down to the down to the supermarket and buy curds. Oh, okay. And 
they're not as good as they are when they come right out of the vat and they're still kind of warm. Then they take those and run this stirrer uh, around that runs on up and down the vat, and they'll salt it and everything else. And when they did, when it's ready, then they put it into a press. Then they press that, and then it, then you get what you see in the stores. Right. Cheese that you slice. Okay. So what the diff what separate cheddar cheese and blue cheese? Is it all strictly an aging process, or is it something they add to create the flavors? The way they make it. It's the way they make it. And with blue cheese, they use cultures that they inject into the cheese, and that's how. You get the blue streaks. It's got bugs right. in it, Walden. You eat cheese with bugs oh, in it. Oh, I love it, though. Okay, what about... I do, too. What about cheddar? I do, too. What about cheddar? What's that made out of? Cheddar is made out of milk, but it's got a different process. Oh, it's all made out of milk. Every, yeah, everything begins but with milk. Oh, it's always an aging process for somebody's cheese. Right, you have to ask, how do they get the holes in Swiss cheese? Yeah, that, well... Ah, but that's bacteria, too. No, I thought little mice is running through the cheese. Right. Eating oh, it. boy. Oh, boy. So it, it has to do with the ingredients that they put in the, the milk mix, mixture and how they set it up. Some cheeses are uh, very early. They, they go into forms and shapes, and they get set aside and taken down fairly quickly. Some cheeses aged, cheddar cheeses, sometimes aged for a year or two. Mm. Well, there's a there's a there's a uh, cheese factory in the town is Mineral Point. Okay, and he's got some. Uh, I think he's got some 15 year old cheddar cheese. Wow. So that's probably what gives us a sharp when we you know when that we... would probably cut through fog. Wow, would that be sharp? That's uh, that's. Gets a pretty good price per pound because he's. I'll bet he does. Years. My, my goodness! You know, I mean, you, you put up a block of cheese when your kid is born, and he's almost ready to graduate from high school by the time you get to eat it. Really? Yeah. Think about it. Now, Limburger cheese. Have you ever eaten that? Ooh. No. Yeah. Once. I have smelled it. Thank Once. you. Once. It, it. It tastes like leftover dog stuff. <laughs> now, Limburger cheese. Unless unless they've changed or somebody's doing it, you can go into the store and and you can buy. They've got maybe three or four different brands. Uh huh. There's, there's only one cheese factory in North America where they make Limburger cheese, and that's right. And where is that's right down the road. You're about twenty. <laughs> uh, now that that raises a question: when they are mixing. The, you know, putting everything together and mixing it in the vats before they put it up in the forms. Is there any kind of an odor that is released into the air? Can you smell this stuff? Well, you drive by the factory, you can smell it. I don't think so. Well, oh, yes, you my. can. Well, I mean, I don't think I'm going to drive by. Oh, well, I mean, it doesn't smell that bad. There was a, there was a fellow on, the, it, was a, it was a program on TV, and he runs around and, and goes to different places and stuff like that. And he was he was down in, in it's in Monroe is where they is where they made it's not right in town, it's out in the it's out in the country ways, but he, he went down there where they made that Limburger cheese. I, I don't I don't uh, 
I guess it's okay. I I wouldn't walk too far to get a piece of Limburger cheese. <laughs> well, now, I always associate Limburger coming from Germany. It, it, it with the ingredients from Germany, or am I wrong on that? They probably make Limburger cheese over there, but I think North America, the only place they make it is in Monroe. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, um, it's a German cheese. You're right. Yeah, I thought so. Yep. Well, Bob, if, when we come... To visit you, we're not going to have to smell this, right? Oh no, 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 that's done. That's done. And you're not going to bring us past the factory, right? <laughs> I don't. Uh... And you're not going to leave me down the street, right? No, no, no. It's out in the country to start with. It's not a very big factory. It's, it's okay. Not big. Well, it's not. You don't eat an awful lot of this cheese. I mean, it's not like you sit down with a brick of. Well, it's not a brick. It's gooey. Yeah. But you don't sit down with a with a. Um, a platter full of Limburger, like you could with cheddar. So I guess small factory, they'd still that's still a good production from a little factory. Where do they send it? That Limburger cheese come that comes in small packages. That's those yeah, big. just little ones because you you kind of spread it and it goes a long way. You, you know, it smells yes, smells fine. like a laundry before. And no, the in the before room of a laundromat. Um, now, really awful smell. Oh. Brick cheese, oh. or yeah, brick cheese, that can get pretty rant too. And what kind is it? Brick. Brick, brick cheese. Brick. Mm, I don't think I ever, I ever knew about that one. It's, there's, there's baby. There's, uh, I'm, I'm making terms, getting that right, but yeah, but it can get, it can get, uh, it can get almost like. Limburger cheese, mm. but it's mm. but it's not soft like Limburger, but it can get a pretty good good age brick is that's good too. I wonder how you cultivate a taste for something that smells so bad. I don't know, but boy, they like that Limburger cheese. Well, you think most things in life is an acquired taste, or you think we're born with certain but taste bug that we adapt to foods pretty easily? They have done research for a long time and not terribly long ago, came out with some study results that put kids' taste buds to work and adult taste buds to work. And they decided or discovered, I don't know which is the correct word, that we really are born with likes and dislikes for some stuff, which is why some people like broccoli and other people you can't get it past their noses. Right. Because right. we really, we really, we are hardwired for some of this stuff. It's not a matter of taste; it's a matter of it being able to accept it. Well, isn't you know, our taste by basically a combination of sweet, salt, and something else? Isn't there a sweet, yeah, sweet, sour, bitter, and salt? Now, if you want to do a little experiment sometime, yeah, you get some peppermint, whether it be peppermint schnapps or just plain peppermint. Right. Hold your nose. And drink the peppermint, and you won't taste it. Huh. Well, if you if you can, the truth is, yeah, you're right. If you can't smell, they claim your your taste yeah. come from your you, you smell, and that's they're tied to your smell. Yes, taste. you don't really have taste buds, I guess, but well, you do. But I guess you need the the I don't know what the combination is. But someone who has lost a sense of smell. Also loses sense of taste. My uncle, my uncle Jim, the, the general, he's lost. He he can't smell. Mm -hmm. So his taste. But I think I think it comes down to your taste buds or 
so much is in your nose area, and there is some on your tongue, so... They're all, yeah, they're all tied together. Yeah. I can sure taste stuff when I get in my tongue sometimes, and it don't taste good. I don't have to get it by my nose. Right. So, but but if you do that peppermint bit, you, uh, you, you won't, you won't, you think you're drinking water. Hmm. I guess you could do that with anything. I, I've never tried it with anything else, you know, you know, like a strawberry or anything. I take a take a little slug of Jack Daniels there. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that I, I, I think that burns though, doesn't it? <laughs> well, it does. Peppermint should too. That should have a, a hot sensation. Yeah, but it. Uh, yeah. Oh, it it uh, it doesn't do that. All um, right, Bob. I gotta ask you. What kind of soap did your mother make you use when you were a kid? I would I would have to go maybe along with the. Uh, <laughs> With the ivory. Boy, that seemed to be the hand, the runaway winner. That is the hands down winner tonight. Yeah. 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 I, well, I, I think probably because back then that's they didn't have so many different brands of soap. You know, that like now, now they've got holy mackerel, they've got a they got Irish. I don't. Some of them are probably gone, but they had an Irish Spring. They had yeah, Irish Spring. I remember that. Life Boy. They had uh, uh, lava soap. Right. I thought Irish Spring was a fairly recent soap. Well, that's, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that, I said they didn't have Irish Spring back then. Oh, 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 forgive me. I'm, I thought you were talking, oh, dear. Just, I, I have to polish my ears. They had, and, you know, they had Life Boy health... and they had Lava Soap, and I don't think Life Boy's around anymore. I think Patricia found it. I found Life Boy? Well, yeah. maybe, it might be, but I looked the other day, every time I go to the store and I look for stuff like that and, and uh oxidol like oxidol mm-hmm. oxidol still around it's a small it's a small company now and the the, the uh the store where we shop up here they've, they've got oxidol you can get oxidol right and i don't think does is around anymore is it does does everything i think does is around isn't it i haven't seen does but again i don't i don't pay attention life boy is here Life Boy is here, here. How about does? Does, does, does everything? Does, does everything. Does, does. <laughs> I always love those jingles. Does, does detergent. Let's see. Now, uh, that Life Boy, is it made in this country? You have to buy it online. and then... buy online. Oh, now you're going to make me go back and look. What happened to does detergent? Um, so it looks like proper, Procter and Gamble. Mm-hmm. First shampoo does. Um, hold on. There was, well, there was a joy too, wasn't there? Oh yeah, there was some um, liquid dish detergent. Liquid dish, dish soap, yeah. Uh. Yeah. Alrighty, let's see. It was discontinued. Does was discontinued no in 1978. That was Does. And now Joy Detergent? Life Boy. You, you were going to find out. Oh, Life okay. Boy. I was going to go back to Life go, Boy. Go to the okay. back of Life Boy. Hold on. And what am I looking for? You see, is it in the country? We have to buy it online. Oh. Well, it says 10 things you need to know. Our products. 
It's the um, it's it's got a Lifebuoy website here. Hold on. Product and and health news. Oh, it's Unilever. Wait a minute. That's a Unilever is um, a British firm, isn't it? Um, let's see here. Home. We want about us. Our story. That would be good, right? Yeah. <clears throat> our story. It started with body odor. No, that's I. It didn't say that really. Oh, you know, I don't want to look at a movie. I want to read something. I think isn't that the one life boy? Isn't that the one that said deal? Yes, yes. That's why I said it started with body odor. Over the past century, we have evolved into the world's number one selling germ protection soap and a worldwide leader in bringing better health and hygiene to billions. That cannot pass the FDA in this country. It has to be from somebody else. Let me see here. Um, health map. What is a health map? Um, health news. Our story is a movie. I don't want to watch a movie. Um, our health experts. Let me see where contact us takes me. It says, toll free, India, Bangladesh, Pakistan, Sri Lanka, Indonesia, Vietnam, Malaysia, Singapore, Egypt, Kuwait, Saudi Arabia, Nigeria, Ghana, Kenya, South Africa, Paraguay, Uruguay, Argentina, Brazil. What is that? Lifebuoy. That's where Lifebuoy. And those those are the Lifebuoy headquarters we can call. Yes, they're not in America. No. They're not in America. I looked something up the other day, and I don't know if it was Lifebuoy, but it, I think it was made in a lot of stuff in England, and it was a base up here in uh, like Green Bay or up around in that area, and they've got a lot of stuff that's made in England. Mm -hmm. They sell in this, you know, they, they, they handle it. Right. Yeah. Like Lever Brothers, it's not, you know, it's Lux Soap and Swan Soap, all those are Lever Brothers products, and that was not here in the country. They have factories No, and here. this is Unilever, not Lever Brothers. So then we're talking a, a second one. Huh. Oh, well. Okay, so your mother made you wash up with ivory soap. Uh, that would be my guess because I remember the thing floating. Well, that, there you go. Do you still use ivory soap? Uh, dial. Dial soap. Interesting. Dial. I think. I, I'm not in charge of buying soaps. <laughs> the soap lady buys that. You know, your lady does an awful lot. I know it. It's, I'm glad you know it. Yeah, you know, if, if this was not a... Uh, Family show. There's there's a there's a question about, about dial soap, but I won't ask it. Oh. Okay. Well, we're talking about jockey shorts tonight. Well, I know <laughs> that. Is it any worse than jockeys? I'm gonna. Well, yeah, kind of a little bit. Maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll I'll just leave that that alone. Okay. Uh, Send an email. It's. it's, it's uh, no. Okay. Just forget it. <laughs> Must be really good, Walden. Uh, but okay, jockey shorts. Yeah. Uh, we 
jockey, and then you said uh, uh, jockey is a brand name. That's right. Yeah, and they and they make they make briefs. They make but when you mentioned the, uh, the the other ones boxers boxers. Okay, jockey makes boxer shorts too, but yeah, that's a that's just a type of that's a, that's a type of short. There's briefs, and then there's there's uh, there's uh, there's. Uh, it didn't take me long to forget that other one. So, so you're saying jockey is a brand? That's jockey right. is a, that's yeah, a brand. jockey is a brand, but it's also a brand recognition. So if somebody says, "Give me a Kleenex," they don't care what flavor it is. You're giving them a tissue. And if somebody says, "Do you wear jockeys?" The assumption is that they're briefs. That's like uh, right. Ains. That's a right. brand name. Uh huh. DVDs. That's a brand name. Right. And that's when you know they talk about you got your BVDs on. Right. That's that's that's. What no, I don't. <laughs> However. I thought the ad for jockeys was priceless. Well, it was. <coughs> really? 19... Uh, see, and that's why I say, I, I, I kind of wonder what happened to this, 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 this family theater thing. That, you know, you get off on some, on some pretty good subjects sometimes. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, I show up with all of these collections of goodies. How could we not go off in different directions? And oh. I haven't even gotten past page one. <laughs> but they're good. There couldn't be anything bad about it. They wouldn't have had the ad like that. Oh, I guess. I guess. But, yep. That was, that was good stuff. Want a lift. I thought that was, you know, want a lift with a question mark. I thought, you know, how did somebody get away with that? Well, when that was back when in the 40s? 1942. I mean, they were talking about jockeys giving guys support. That was before and, censorship. I guess. I guess. Yeah, uh, that's, uh, yeah, but no, that's, that's, uh, yeah, they, well, that's, 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 yeah, oh, okay. You know, the double entendres in this thing were priceless. The, the, the talking about guys who wear jockeys, and the sentence at the end of this particular paragraph says, they tell us that jockey helps them carry through a busy day. Now, carry through a busy day. Busy day. Now, yeah, well, carry, you know, carry through a busy day and feel less tired. Um, you know, I mean, it just, the, the, little, the little twists of phrases are, are, they just blew me away in this. Now, I'm sure they've got a website, but it's, it's Duluth Traders. Okay, and they're, they're right here in, in, in right here in the, up the street, they've got a. Uh, well, they've got. They, if you order anything from them, they ship them from right down the road. But mm -hmm. it's Duluth Traders, and they run some ads. <laughs> and they were on TV all during the basketball, uh, all during the basketball uh, tournaments. Okay. And uh, they they advertise. Well, I don't know. <laughs> you, you could probably look it up and see that, but well, I'm I'm looking right here. But anyway, they they have you got their site up? 
I am pulling it up right now. And here it comes. And by the way, um, Walden, while I'm waiting for a page to come up, Uh Dan in Indiana sent some sour milk recipes for us. Oh, see, he found it. Um, not, uh, by the way, this this Duluth thingy is just down the street from you? Pardon? It's just down the street from you, Bob? Yep. And it's in a different direction from the Limburger factory, right? Oh, yeah, yeah it's way north of the Limburger. Limburger uh, factory is 20 miles okay. down the road. Okay, that's a different road. Okay, so what am I looking for here? Well, it's... it's, it's, it's it's their, it's their, they, they have, they have underwear and shorts and stuff like that, and, and it's what they, what you get when you, wear, well, and then their pants too, okay? Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my! And, well, they, they run that ad on TV. Um. Okay. Okay. Why do we, you know, I want to wonder especially. <laughs> The expression Long John came from. I want to, I mean, I, I wanna, when they first developed the Long Johns, I wanted to, was it called that? You know, that's a good question. You know? You mean where the John part came the, from? Well, no, the Long John. Why did we, how did they come well, up to the name? Long underwear that, they're, they're long underwear that go right down to your ankles. Right. They're, yeah. See, I wonder if that's a nickname. Why did they call them Long Henry's? Right. Well, I don't know why shoes are called Mary Janes either instead of Nancy Joe, but they're called Mary Janes. Uh, you don't know about Mary Janes, do you? Mm-mm. Those those are cute little uh, patent leather shoes with a strap for little girls. Those are Mary Janes. I don't remember seeing those Buster Brown. No, not Buster Brown. Okay, so what am I supposed to be looking for here, Bob? They've got women's clothes, too. Well, I, I thought you found it already. Work pants, shorts, sweatpants, casual pants, overalls, lined pants, new arrivals, last pants standing. What the heck is that? Well. Maybe I don't want to know? Oh, I mean, is anything bad? you want me to tell you what it is? Sure. Well, they advertise it to their... That their, their pants or whatever, if you bend down, you've got ballroom. <laughs> These are the Flex Fire Hose work pants? Is that, that's what they've got up here? Yeah. Crouch, climb, conquer comfortably. Unreal. Then they've got one. Let's see what the next one is. Hold on. They've got one, a cartoon of a, of a naked guy with a black stripe across the very important parts. And apparently there is something that is so good that you can wear that it feels like you're not wearing something. The most comfortable underwear is called Buck Naked. Bob, I think we should go back to soap. <laughs> Oh my goodness! All right, for anyone who wants to who wants to have some fun, it's DuluthTrading.com. When they did the ad on TV, yeah, they get the guy when when he had regular shorts on, and when he'd bend down, he'd go. Well, when he put the Duluth Traders on, he'd bend down and he'd go, ah. <laughs>
sound of the other one, they go, ooh. Ooh, 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 it's what you call a tight squeeze. Uh, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. That was, uh, that, that commercial, I, I, I was surprised they did that, but anyway, they did. Well, didn't get past somebody, or it did get past somebody. Like, I guess funny. there's anything wrong with that nowadays. Yeah, that's. Oh, my goodness. That is funny. So. And, and then another thing, if you if you look on that, or they they got a little catalog that they send out. It's not a very big one, but and then uh, they have what they call plumbers, whatever. When plumbers. Yeah, yeah, they were up there too. Sure, when they when they, you know, they're bent down or whatever. And, uh huh. Yep. yep. Well, the, yep. The, their t-shirts that they got are longer, so you don't have that. <laughs> they're tucked in farther. I didn't look at prices. Are they very expensive? Uh, they're they're in the ballpark, I guess, with everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> they uh. <laughs> oh, Bob, stop! They don't manufacture any of that stuff over there. But what they would do is they ship all out because if you go through their catalog in. Almost everything is imported except socks, belts, stuff like that. And these come in from other countries? Yeah, well, yeah, everything else is probably imported. But anyway, they and used to be able to go over to the to, to their warehouse or wherever they ship that on out and and buy it at the counter. Mm-hmm. All over and, and and order it if you live close enough and go over and pick it up. Well. There's a there's more to the story than that. It, 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 at one time it was Gimplers, and the, the guy that owned Gimplers also had the Duluth Traders, and he sold Gimplers off and kept the Duluth Traders the same building. But now they won't do that anymore. If you if you ordered out of the catalog, I could sit on out there, and and it would go down the FedEx truck go down the road, and then uh, I don't know where it went, but been pretty quick. Tomorrow to come back with my package on it. So it's a distribution center down there. Well, yeah. And now, once a year, for about three days out of the year, they had this, what they call a tent sale. And returns and, 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 and defects and stuff like that, they sold that off cheaper. And they put a big tent out in their parking lot, and then you could run on over, and people just flocked over buying that stuff. And then you Boy, I'll bet. Now what they've done is just right down the street, they've opened up a, a store. They're not going to have their tent sale anymore, so it's an outlet store. So mm-hmm. you can go down there and buy that. And I have not been in there yet, but it's uh, you can get some good buys in. But some of the stuff is you couldn't find the defect in it. Yeah, outlet stores are went good. One of the tent sale one, and he bought a, a shirt. <laughs> he, he got it home and put it on, and where the pocket would be, yeah, the hole. The pocket wasn't there; there was just a hole. <laughs> I guess that's the second. That's yeah, a fourth. He, he should have spotted that before he took it home. And then when he when he went back, he took it back, and they weren't going to take it back, you know. But that that they never even should have put that out on the shelf. That, no, no. And the outlet stores are good because. Although you do get some seconds in there, like with Haynes, the um, the Haynes mail order, 
you also get returns that are end of season and they're not going to run the following season. So they're they're high-end items, but for one reason or another in the marketing department, you get to uh, you get a benefit. So it's good stuff. Oh, there's yeah, there's you've heard you've heard of Cabela's, haven't you? Mm-mm. No, I haven't. That's a that's another. It's a big sporting goods. They've got they've got all kinds of stuff. They've got all kinds of sporting goods stuff. They've got hunting. They've got fishing. They got they just got a ton of stuff. They started out in, in uh, Sydney, Nebraska, I think, and then they did mail order. You can mail order from them. They've got a website, Cabela's do, and they have a they have their what they call their bargain their bargain nook or bargain barn, and and they've got. The same type of stuff, things that have been mm-hmm. returned. And if if you get into one of their stores, they've got. Well, maybe they're here just in the Midwest. They might not. Well, they got, they're out in Utah, and they've got two of them in uh, Nebraska, and they've got in, got a couple of them in Wisconsin. They've got one up in Minnesota and Cabela's. Yeah, that's a. They've got some nice stuff. I'm here. They ought to pay me for doing a commercial for them. I know. They can be the sponsor of the Bob Hour. He's making up for my mean mouthing earlier. I did bad. I I didn't say nice things about it. I didn't say any bad things. I just said it makes me a wreck when I have to go in there. Walmart. On your email? Uh, no, and on the show earlier tonight, we were talking about stores, and and I just, you know, I it, I told Walton I don't, I don't have a good time in a store where I have to stop at the door and pick up a roadmap before I go in, and so Walmart, you know, big superstores are just not my cup of. Oh, you're talking about Walmart? Yeah. Uh huh. So I emailed Walmart. And you're making up for it by saying nice things about your stores. Oh, well, you know, when you mentioned that Walmart, we go to Sam's, and, and Sam's and Walmart are, are, are across the parking lot from one another here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I hadn't been in a Walmart. I couldn't remember the last time I was in there. Well, I told you how my, my cassette player crapped out on me. Right. Well, I went to Walmart, and I bought another one. And that's the one that had the LCD with no backlight in it. And you know, you got to get a flashlight to see what's going on. So they hauled that back. So that it was twice I've been to Walmart in the last probably about the three years or whatever. But mm. that store never changed. The stuff is in the same spot in there. They've, they've added a lot of food, a lot of fruit and stuff. Trying to make it like into a super Walmart, but yeah, I know I haven't been to Walmart for you know, for a long time. Went down to the hardware store and enjoyed that a lot more than I did Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> well, I put that on my list. Yeah, that's uh, you know the, the old time hardware stores. I mean, as I say, I grew up in a little town where everybody had a little store, and the old time hardware stores were pretty cool places to bust around in. Oh, hardware stores? Yeah. Yeah. Well, now, this hardware store is, they 
they called it a farm and fleet. And they used to cater more to the farmers, and they had, like, had uh, you know, like farm clothes and work clothes and stuff like that. But they uh, they've got a new one down the street, and they've got a lot of they've got a lot of a lot of women's clothes, and, and you know that they're not dress clothes. They wouldn't be something that you'd wear to a wedding or anything like that. But yeah, and uh, then they've still got their automotive thing and their nuts and bolts and and a little bit of sporting good stuff and lawnmowers and stuff like that. And it's a it's a it's a nice neat store. I like to go in there. I like to go to the grocery store too. <laughs> Well, where would we not? I mean, you you help us with all sorts of things from grocery stores. You check the aisles for soaps. Oh yeah, I like to. I just, uh, the one where we go a lot of times, and they've been around for a long time. And he had some pictures of the old store because it's. Uh, I think I, I maybe this guy that got it now, his grandfather may have started the thing, but. Oh my goodness. And he had some pictures of, uh, and it was like an old grocery store, like an old country store. Yeah. And uh, they had Kellogg's Pep. Had a picture of uh, him in the store, and then there's Kellogg's Pep. Oh, my goodness. Uh, what kind of toothpaste did your mother make you use? Toothpaste? Yeah. Well, probably whatever she had. Was maybe probably Colgate, maybe. She wasn't married to anything. Okay. All right. We can dig that. Do you remember what Pepsi did, what their, their little thing was? Sure. You wonder where the yellow went when you brush your teeth with Pepsi huh. I remember that because we had it last week. Oh, did you? <laughs> <laughs> that was one of, one of our questions last week, yeah. Where was you I wonder at? where the yellow went, and the answer was, ta-da, when you brush your teeth with Pepsi See, how come I don't remember that? Yeah, it was the late forties when I started. Uh-huh. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Oh, how come I don't remember the jail last week? Um, I don't know. Maybe you had a snack or something. Uh, I don't think so. But oh. I say. You remember now in, in the forties? Uh, when it started to go was. Um. We met, they they started to come up with a pepper that call came up with a product, a byproduct with the pepper that it was made out of. It was made out of irium. Whatever irium is. Oh yeah, that was the, the where the glow and the sparkle was supposed to come from. Right. Yeah. They had a girl singer in that, and she had a name. That rhymed with irium. Any idea what it could have been? Um, the only one that rhymes is Miriam. That's right. Yep. Miriam was singing with the Irium song for Pepsodent. Okay. You never do. Do cigarettes sometimes, too, and see how many different brands they can think of them. Oh, my goodness. Oh, 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 cigarettes. See, you would have... I mentioned before when I was looking for soap ads for 1942, I only came up with two ads, but there was a mountain for cigarettes and for whiskey. One of the cigarettes that was advertised were beech nut cigarettes. Do you remember hearing anything about that? Beech nut? Beech nut, like beech nut chewing gum type stuff, except it was cigarettes. I think beech nut had chewing tobacco or, you oh, know, okay. or whatever. 
But these were cigarettes. These were beech nut cigarettes. Well, I don't, uh, I never smoked any of them. No, I didn't mean, I had just never heard of them before. Huh. Have, well, if I'd have heard of them, I'd have smoked them. <laughs> really? Yeah. I didn't know you were a smoker. How long have you, how long have you not been a smoker? Uh, 40 years, I suppose. You quit 40 years ago? Yeah. Bless your heart. It's been it's been all of that. I used to like to smoke. I well, I still like to smoke. I have to tell you, if and I've said this in different places, if my doctor told me I had six months to live, the first places I'd stop the, on the way home was for a carton of cigarettes and a pound of chocolate. <laughs> you know, I. Uh, it only if I'm doing if I were doing something, uh huh, and then I'm gonna sit down and take a rest. That's when I'd like to have a cigarette. Yeah. Few months, I go. Oh gosh, it would be great to have one right now. And it's gone in a couple of minutes, but, you know, they're just those times when you just really would enjoy it. It, it uh, well, like I say, I used to, I used to like to smoke. Yeah. Yep. Well, sit there and try to think about it now. I, I can take a... Yeah, I know. This is not, um, <laughs> not doing either one of us very much good. <laughs> did you ever smoke a moment? Nope. Never did. Never did. We'll have to change him. You know, <laughs> this guy was a Boy Scout. We're in trouble That's here, Bob. True. Well, I have to drive, you know. I have to drive you guys around. Well, that don't have anything to do with smoke. <laughs> change you guys up and about. It has everything to do with our life. It, uh, how long did you smoke? For me? Yeah. Any time is too long. Well, yeah, but that's, you know, did it, did it wreck you? It didn't wreck me, no. Five no, years? I, Ten years? I, it was long enough. Was that a secret or something? Sure. <laughs> How old were you when you started then? See? <laughs> I was too young. I don't want to own up to it. High school? Sure. Uh, I, I was smoking before that. Yeah, it was it was high school, but I have to tell you, you know, I grew up with parents who smoked, and I, I think, as we were talking about earlier, Walden, with kids who are pre-programmed for things like broccoli and spinach, I think being around cigarettes from the time like before I was born, because my mother smoked, I grew up waiting for a time when I would be old enough to have my own cigarettes. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just grew up with smoking, and technically I was smoking from the day I was born. Mm -hmm. Did you not sneak one before that? Before high school? You betcha. You betcha. And it was great. You know, people say, oh, God, it was terrible. I coughed. I had got dizzy. And I thought, 
no, it was not that way at all. <laughs> because I really, you know, I mean, I, I was, uh, I was bad. I was bad. But then I got good. See, I quit and I got good. I, I would just, I'm a goody one shoe again. I would, uh, I never chewed, no. I never got it. Oh, 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 thank you. But when, oh. Like when you said beach nut by yeah. the guy in the, in the service, he was a, I don't know what he was, he was a, probably a staff sergeant, master sergeant, whatever, but he'd, he'd put about half a package in his mouth. Oh. And it would be like you put a golf ball in your mouth. Oh, oh, and oh, please. I'm, I think I'm going to lose my cookies here. I never stepped. I could never do that. But no, I used thank to, you. I smoked. My mother used to read at night, you know, before she'd go to bed. Or when she uh -huh. was in bed, she'd read. And when I'd come home, because I kind of caroused every once in a while. You know, I don't normally stay up late. <laughs> but anyway, I'd, I'd go in and then talk to her for a little bit, and she'd say, have you been smoking? No, uh, no, no, no. Uh -uh. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> I was down to the pool hall and probably got smelled. Yeah. And you know what? I wasn't fooling her one bit. Of course not. Because but... you can smell somebody that smokes. Sure. But you took her off the hook by saying, oh, no, not me. Oh, if, well, you yeah. said, if you had said yes, then she would have had to do something. Oh, she never smoked, I don't think. Well, Which would have made her even more sensitive to it. Not in a, not in a, you know, not not in a, in a addictive way. She never smoked. Not not in a serious way, yeah. But yeah. Now, now I've got three kids, and and uh, one of them, she never smoked. The oldest one never smoked. But the other two, yeah, hmm. they've quit now. Well, now, good you for you. You were talking about dishwashers. Yeah. My wife had three dishwashers. All right. Two girls and one boy. Oh, oh that was a trick. That was a trick. <laughs> they were the they were the dishwashers. And you were not. You know, boy, uh, well, no. really had. But you know, Walden, this is the life over here. We need to dog and pony him. They they would. Uh, on a rush through that all the time. Sometimes they wouldn't get them clean and they wouldn't get them dry. <clears throat> so they didn't pass inspection, did they, once in a while? Oh, but I would inspect every once in a while. Uh -huh. And this I learned from being in the service. If we didn't get the stuff clean and they inspected it, you washed them all over again. Sure. Everything, whether it was... Yep. You had to do the whole thing. That's what I did a couple of times. <gasps> Boy, not only didn't he have to wash them, he got to inspect them. I want that job. Inspecting? Uh, yeah, I want your job. Oh yeah, well that was that's well that's something that's something that I, <laughs> that I oh, boy. when I worked for Uncle Sam. Yeah, that was. Uh, but then after that, they would get them clean because they only had to wash the ones. That you ate off it. They didn't pull them all out of the cupboard and wash all of them. Yeah. Uh, that was a that was a lesson learned, and it didn't hurt them. 
I guess. I guess. Well, they they talk about it now and laugh. <laughs> right. They're, you know what they're doing? They're out in the backyard plotting against you is what they're doing. That's why they're laughing. Uh, uh, and then, well, You can't spank kids anymore now. Of course not. But uh, you used to be able to. I'd let them choose their own switch. Aren't you? You know, I'll tell you what. Walden? You, what, that? We're missing out on stuff Well, you know, my dad has a role. He, my dad believes in a, in a democracy. Everybody, Mm -hmm. at our house, everybody has a vote. My dad just has the most votes. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 That's, he had the he had the tiebreaker, regardless of what the count was. He yeah. had the tiebreaker. That's right. That's cute. Mm-hmm. That's cute. Okay. Well, I've got a question for you. Because I have to go to bed now. Well, okay. Well, I'll have a question for you before you go to bed. Yeah. Well, you see, I knew that other one about Amos and Andy. So that's... <laughs> well, I'm I'm sorry. We have to do one here. No. Thing to ring. All I got was beep, beep, <laughs> beep. You missed out on Amos and Andy. Okay, here is a jingle. The jingle for this product says, "The big red letters stand for what? The big red letters stand for the J E L O. The Jello family. You got it. I had faith in you. Gosh. I had, I had faith. Boy, you've, you know, you've got a chubby envelope coming. Let me see what we got here. Do, 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 CDs, Bob. <laughs> I am so good about keeping track of you guys. Let's see what we've got here. And I found a whole bunch of stuff, too. Let me see. You've got, um, uh, you've got the rest of the CBS Mystery Theater. Suspense and Black Museum coming. What would you like to add to that list? Oh, and information, please, too. Hmm? Information, please. I Why did don't we do too. some more uh, CBS? I, I finished the whole run for you. You're, it's coming. Well, you did finish that? I finished the whole run. I'm so good. I am so good. So what else would you like? Well... When I say I finished that, the rest of it is in your envelope. How about uh, maybe X minus one? <gasps> really? Okay. We can do that. That's a good show. And Jack and Jill. <laughs> I have. Do I have two? I think I have two. Do you really want Jack and Jill? Oh, no, no. I just... Yeah, they're they're terrible. They're terrible. If you listen carefully, you will hear them on an upcoming show. They are as bad as it gets. No, they're not. Each time I say it's as bad as it gets, it gets worse. (laughs) You know, if I don't go to bed, I'm going to catch myself getting up. Well, I think you ought to go to bed because it's almost 4.15 here. That means it's what time there? 3.15? 3.15. My goodness. Well, then he's way ahead of us. Yeah, it's only 1.13. 
13 you're going, after 1. You're going to miss Easter if you stay well, up any longer. Bill and, and losing his job, wasn't it? Yep. Well, oh, he yeah. he is he's swallowing in in hog heaven with all the media coverage with the Wall Street Journal interviewing for 90 minutes and then they sit in during the live show on Sunday night. He is just so excited. Yeah, that was. Uh, did that come as a surprise to him? Mm, mm. Not really. Huh? No. In some ways, no. But. He's not giving, he is just, he's very excited how all the good coverage he's getting, so, uh, so that's what we're going to be hearing tomorrow night. They, uh, well, I'll be sure and listen. Do they, uh, he, he, you know, sometimes when those guys make those decisions, they don't turn around. He's already got 2,000 pe- 2, people have signed a petition to get Bill back his job. Uh, well, maybe they will. You know, sometimes they get new people because a new broom sweeps clean something. Oh, that's right. That's right. And uh, they just won't do that. <clears throat> I used to do reenacting for, like, the Indian Wars. Mm-hmm. And we'd go out to Utah. They had uh, up at Logan, Utah, they, at the university, they had what they called the Festival of the American West. And uh, it was it was real neat. How I got into that up up there was we had some good friends that uh, they lived out in Granada Hills. Right. And they they moved to Utah, and so we we well before even before they moved on out there. But when they when the university did it, why well, it was uh, uh, they had uh, oh they they it was it was real nice. They had uh, they had some cavalry. They had uh, Indians. They had. A lot of crafts and, mm-hmm. and a whole bunch of stuff. Well, then they got some new people in running it, and then it went to pot after that. It wasn't. Uh, they moved it down to another spot, and, sure. but now they don't even do it anymore. Wow. But that was that was interesting. I asked you that question one time about. Custer's horse? wasn't Custer's horse, but it was a horse. It was a horse. It was Miles, Miles Keel's horse. Ah, uh, okay. And you know what the horse's name? Nope. Sure you do. Traveler. Johnny Horton. Johnny Horton sang a song about it. Um, I can only think of two songs or so of Johnny Horton's. I don't know. Comanche. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Did you know that stuff, Patricia? I'm going to be off Patricia. I did not. Nope. I didn't know. I didn't know. She didn't know? I didn't know. Well, remember that, because I'll ask you sometime. I'll forget that. Oh, boy. You're pulling my tricks now. Huh? That's what I say. That's my line. I get to say that, not you. Uh, Me? (laughs) Who, Me? 
Just... You're a piece of work. But, Bob, you got to go to bed because tomorrow is Easter. And the Easter bunny won't. Days too. The Easter bunny will not come if you don't go to bed. And, uh, you know, that's a, that's a strange rabbit that lays eggs. But, uh... <laughs> right, but you never know. You never know. Well, Bob, thank you for calling, and really have a happy Easter. You guys, too. You, too. Right? Okay, we'll talk to you next week. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay. 714-545-2071. We've been on the air for almost six hours, and Patricia's still on page one. And, and she isn't off page one. I haven't even gone through my list on page one. Of says, it says, look at what we've got for tonight. <laughs> I've got a list of things that we're going to cover tonight. Hello I'm there. To my list. I've been there. trying to call you since um, last week, Wednesday. <laughs> Hi, Ron. <laughs> Ron from Hawaii. How are you? Well, you know, funny, we're, it's really not late at all in Hawaii. I know, it's early. Yeah, we're not, we're not even close to 12 midnight. Yeah, just on Saturday. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's still a real swing Saturday in Hawaii. Hey, by the way, um, Patricia, do you have in your stash, <laughs> stash, um, yeah. um, matinee theater. Matinee theater? I do believe I have it. Oh, you do? Yeah, do you want it? No, I got it. Oh, well, <laughs> it's have it. Oh, you got it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure I have it. Yeah. You don't I'm got pretty, it. I'm, I'm pretty good if, on the theater stuff. If I don't got it, you don't got it. Anybody that can have it. That's right. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> you got John Steele? No. Yeah, I'll send you some of those. All right. You know, tell me about John Steele, Walden. He has a show on it. John Steele was on Saturday morning on Mutual. Mutual, right. And it was an adventure show. Yeah. And it was set from New York. And it's on for a couple of seasons. Yeah, he, he, and he had some good shows, didn't he? I mean. Uh-huh. Now, was it John Steele, the actor, or was that the name of the show? It was called John Steele Adventure, Sir. Yeah. And who starred in it? Um, it was it was a uh, a roving thing, so it just started different people. It it was not it was the it was the New York stock company which started no particular famous actors, and we just have different people. Yeah, it was a it was a mutual show. It was, it was on on mutual, and it was right. it was quite interesting. It had some good adventure mm-hmm. stories on John Steele adventure. Right. Yeah. So in the next envelope. That I'm stuffing for you. <laughs> the pony, well, the the poor pony. I mean, that poor little guy was so exhausted. You you know, if if the last thing you sent me to one pony, <laughs> the poor <laughs> pony must have been crushed. Even by the time you get to got to L.A., you know. Yeah, the <laughs> poor baby. Load was just too heavy, I think. But anyway, um. Any any exciting new find for you, Patricia, in old radio recently or within the past two weeks? Hmm. Well, I found I found um, a thing. What did I find? <laughs> I can't even remember the king. The oh, Cavalcade of Kings, which is the history of a whole string of kings and queens in England, and 
Kurt would like that, but I'm not sure it's something that I would have a good time listening to. Um, what else did I find? Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy, what's his face? It, the Adventures of the Air Adventures of Jimmy Allen. Allen. Yeah, I found that. Oh, he did, huh? Yeah. Um, what else did I say? I found. Well, okay, you, you can add that to my bold venture envelope. Okay. Oh, you would like that? Yeah. Truly? Oh, I'd be happy to. Yeah, put, write it down. Jimmy oh, Allen. When you're 78, you might be a little you know, forgetful and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so. um, well, I always write it down. You're right. Hey, you are. Hey, mm-hmm. Really, we've got to, we, I am at the age, sometimes I walk to the kitchen, and then I think, now, why did I come here for? <laughs> right. And then I walk back. And maybe a couple of days later, I'll be, oh, that's what I wanted. Mm-hmm. I don't want it anymore, you know. And so, so we have to. Kind of right. Well, that's interesting, Jimmy Allen. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that's a pretty cool find. That's a pretty cool find. All right, I found some stuff for Dan. Hold on. Let me see what I found for Dan. Um, For Dan, I found Mert and Marge. That was a, that was a, um, that was a serial, right? Um, yeah, it was, it was almost soap opera it, it was a soap opera daily serial. Started, uh, started in, in real life a mother and a daughter. And it was very popular in the 30s. And then the, the daughter died. And so the mother took it on for a while, then went off the air, and then they tried a, a comeback after the war. But, uh, but the show, the height of the show... Ended once the daughter passed away, and I think it, I'm trying to remember. I think it was from childbirth. And uh, it's an interesting premise. So, would you like that? Yeah, you can add that too. Sure. How about Les Paul? Uh, yeah, I got some Les Paul. Yeah, I th- okay. Never mind. So we'll Never do. Mind. Is it a story? Yeah. Never mind. So, okay, Merton Marge, on your list. Yeah. What else would you like? Oh, very good. Um, I would, wait, wait, no, stop. <laughs> my, my brain got, got fried a little bit. You had all these um, <laughs> finds that you found. Find that you found? You find know? that you found. That's pretty good. That you find? Find that you found. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a neat um, song that we should write up. Mm-hmm. Find that you found. Uh, Merton Mars, yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, you know, soapbox operas are there um, available all over the place, Walden, or are they still? No, it's hard to find. There, it, there are some in big bulk. Like there's a bunch of Guiding Light. There's a bunch of the Goldbergs. There's a whole run of Mary Noble backstage wife, Pepper Young family. Um. They got that in spurred back? No, those are uh, floating out on the internet. Um, so those, those ones, are, none of them are in Spurback, but they're just floating out there in the hobby. I know we got a whole bunch of Ma Perkins, man. Ma Perkins, and also uh, Perry, Perry uh, Mason. Yeah, I... Got 200 of those floating out there. Yeah. And, but, and funny, uh, in, in, in radio, Perry Mason was only like a, uh, 
a daily 15 minutes. Yep, during the daytime. Right. It wasn't like half an hour. Nope. Nope. But, uh... No, I'm surprised that we don't have as many soap operas as we should. But what's been fun for me over the years to collect when we have an all day. That you hear soap operas back to back and get a feel what the day was like on a radio station. So I have several things like that. Yeah, because, you know, you can't really keep up with those soap opera um, stories if you don't. Because yeah, unless they're in sync and unless they're all available, they just around, right? I, I, I personally, I enjoy listening to the soap opera do, that I do better than some of the current new modern radio, so there's something quaint about the old radio soap opera that I like. That's a great word. Perfect. Uh-huh. What? Quaint? Quaint. Mm-hmm. Quaint? Yeah. Quaint. That is a good, perfect word. Yeah. Quaint. That's yeah. nice. Well, yeah, Patricia, if you find soap opera runs like backstage wise or what he missed to get Guiding Light, Backstage Wife, Pepper Young Family, The Goldbirds. Ah, uh, well, yeah, that that kind. Let me know. The whole ones. They're, those are the ones with the big hunks of them. Yeah, that, those are interesting things to run across. Stella Dallas. <laughs> Stella Dallas. There's a yep. few, enough, some few isolated. Yeah. One of the things I am, I, I'm having worry transfer this week. Uh. Two days before Christmas, 1955, NBC air-checked their daytime programming, and in there you could hear Stella Dallas and Pepper Young Family, but Fibber McGee and Molly at that time were heard during the day. It was Fibber McGee and Molly were heard for a while, both in the daytime and at night on NBC. They had their, um, that time they had their 50-minute runs, right? That's right. Yeah, Patricia sent me some of some of the 15 minute shows. They were interesting because they had no, they had no people laughing in the audience. No. Yeah. And I thought they were flat because yeah, the audience was Yeah, like, I, I mean, they were doing, they were doing their show and yet not with not much enthusiasm. No. What no. I, what I guess in Patricia one of the boxes she's going to open it's the first 80 of the 15 minute. Uh, ones off the high sound, more coming, but uh, just how cool. Yeah, you know, I think I think um, Marion sounded tired. Yeah, and well, it she, was not terribly long before she was so very sick. She had a heart attack in '53, and mm. she was, as you notice, like in the spring in '53, like around March, she was gone, absent from several of the shows. Yeah, her, she lost an enthusiasm. Um, mm-hmm. This wasn't there, you know. And, well, yeah, she, I, she's she, just she, tired. They might have been one of those types of performance that played well off an audience. And once they, the audience... They had to. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I'm convinced of it. You know, they started in vaudeville. You do that in front of an audience. They did the show in front of an audience for a million squillion years. And suddenly no audience. Boy, the electricity is gone. That's I, like teaching without students. That's true. That's and true. I, I, it must have been a, a kind of a weird situation. From all your programs before, you have a lively audience with applause and laugh and a big band, you know, Billy Mills and his right. orchestra. And you go to a 15-minute show with canned music, mm-hmm. you know. You just probably just sitting around the table and recording it. And you just read the line. Yeah. 
I didn't accept, I've read, I was listening to some of the John Dunning's interview, and somebody said that part of the Fermagee and Molly warm-up was Jim Jordan and Bill Thompson running around on the stage, chasing each other. Huh? And throwing up a, uh, a champagne glass that broke, uh, with, you know, one of those crystal things. I don't know if that's true, but, you know... People always wondered how Fibber McGee and Molly, especially in the late 40s, you heard a gigantic roar. Yeah. And I I guess I'm very pleased that I have found probably close to the master tapes of the late 40s. So I'm having those transferred and we're going to have them in high sparkling sounds. Because not always in the late 40s, those are seem to be a little more muddier than during the war. So I'll be able to correct those. Well, anyway, that, see now that's exciting. That's yep. exciting. That's that's see, that's what um, new find and stuff is. It's always exciting, uh, and it's always interesting to see as the years progress. You think you you found it all, or you think you cannot find anything more, and then you dig down and say, "Whoa, I found this," you know. That's true. Yeah. That's true. But I will send you some. Patricia, I'll send you some Perry Mason. It's different from, um, because it was not a nighttime show. It was it's different. And you it, might was, not it, like was, it. it was almost soap opera-ish. Oh, you, you got those already? No, I only have a couple. Okay. And when I say a couple, it certainly doesn't even complete a story. So whatever you have, I'd really like to hear. I'll send it to you, yeah. So you said you you tried smoking before you were in high school and when you were in high school. What year was that? Oh. <laughs> it was before I quit. <laughs> well, no, she's still awake. I thought we'd just catch her. <laughs> no, she's ready for you guys. <laughs> I thought we'd just, you know, catch her off guard. She said, oh. It was 1942 or whatever, <laughs> but what she's it? still wide awake. So, Walden, you, 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 you. Yeah, well, she's my, she's my Patricia. She's up and about. It says it's early for only 4:30 in the morning. You know, you would think, you would think after, after four something in the morning, you know, you think that she might be a little sluggish. Not my Patricia. Not our Patricia. No. You ask her a question, she <laughs> just. Without thinking, you know, and stuff. So I just thought. The, the best time to <laughs> the best time to get Patricia on anything is the top of, top of the show, because sometime if she's been doing stuff, she might sit down. She pooped. Or maybe what what I should do is she doesn't like to get up early in the morning. No. So I I, I don't either. This is only a joke, but I should. Trap her one when call her. Now, what, the, what year was it that you said you were in high school? And she'll say, whatever. Let's get rid of each other. Well, I'll give you a clue. I'll give you a clue, Ron. Oh, For what? It was in the last century. Yeah. Wait, was she born in the last? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was born in the last century, too. So. You were? Yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, my word. But see, but this show for Patricia, the longer it goes, the more energy she has, and then after we're done, 
she's totally wide awake and it takes for hours for her to wind down. That's true. Hey, one last question, and that is about um, Bill Braggs. Now, what is this? They, did they rebuild that thing? That They're going to be bringing out a new statue of Big Tex in the fall, and they decide not to renew Bill's contract. Uh, so, a lot of people are upset, and the Wall Street Journal came to his house today, unannounced, and did a 90-minute interview with Bill, and then they're coming back, and they're going to sit in, in the studio doing our live show on Sunday. And Bill, oh, B- Bill Bragg is going to... Maybe well, Sunday for you. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so, um... They're not, they're, they're not going to renew his contract. Uh-huh. Oh. So, that's been a big boo-ha-ha for the last three or four days, so, um... I have pretty much kept out of it because I don't know really any of the details and figuring Bill own the network, I figure he can defend himself. So, yeah. he's going to do that on Sunday. On Sunday, what time? It'll, it'll be, you can hear it right at the top of the show at at uh, 7.30 West Coast. And they're going to be in the same room with... Yeah, with the Wall Street Journal, they're going to be in there. And he and Dr. He and Dr. Bill, John Lurie and I, I can rest assured you John Lurie and I won't be saying very much. But uh, Bill so pleased he was the number one item on the ABC News Network in Texas. And they just, uh, he was number one on Twitter two days ago. Number one in what? Twitter. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Now, they, they didn't give a reason why they're not renewing his contract. Nope. But they're going to have a, a rebuilt statue. Yep. But then they got to have somebody's voice in it. Yep. I wonder who they found or who they they'll, they'll be thrown up at the contest again or, or pick somebody. Really? Uh-huh. That's so, Ron, I think you should apply for it. I think you I think you do sound like Big Tech. No, that's kind of cruel, though, I think. You know. Yeah, well. I mean, unless they found a real reason why. I mean, do that. Do just knock him off. That's kind of Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I'll be listening then. Yep. Should be a very historic broadcast. I'll be full of Honey Bay Cam, so I'll be happy. Well, I think Patricia is always a and you are very historical, you know. I mean, anybody that was born in this century and is seven, eight years old and can stay up till five, six in the morning, I mean, what more can you ask? I know. She well, she got me. That's I keep her. I keep her occupied. That's the problem. That's I am her full-time occupation. And all you guys do is keep on asking her questions. Can you check it out on the website? Yeah. Can you look this up in the website? And poor Patricia has to turn her laptop, laptop all over the, from one website to oh look who I found. I know. Well, that's why I'm thinking it might be easier for her to start using two computers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably right. Patricia, are you still awake? I'm here. Oh, she's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you for checking. And we're just checking on you, making sure that Thank you. you're not, you know, zonking on be good. Well, anyway, it's been nice talking to you, the two of you. And it's been nice that Walt didn't have a chance to just click us off the air and not have us call by, 
by pulling on the plug or whatever. Yeah, I, well, we haven't made the show yet, so I haven't had any way to... <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. I, it's been wall to wall. I have... Patricia hasn't gotten off page one. I haven't been able... I haven't been able to say anything between... There have not been one dead air. It seemed like we got a call every 10 seconds. Every time I hang up, bam, within 10 seconds well, or less. It would have been a good Easter show to play, Sir Phil McGee and Molly. The, the, the Jack Benny show when he walked around with Mary and walked That's out. a good show. It's a great Easter show. We played two last night that I see, I see and Harriet where they wanted to attend the sunrise service and they overslept. And the great ghost we've to show. So we played two two ones last night. Those, those are good shows. They are. Really good Easter shows. They are. Well, anyway, happy Easter. I gotta go and color some eggs. Alrighty. And uh, make you sure guys take care of yourself. Make sure it's blue. And Patricia, keep on looking for some exciting stuff. You've been able to come up with some good ones. So. Thank you. I tell you what, the, what were we. The Les Paul thing, wait now, back up. You said you found some Les Paul interviews or what? what, what no, they were the Les Paul show. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, put that in there. Okay. <laughs> I will be happy to. Put it on your marker pen, okay? I will do that. All right, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Okay, Ron, happy Easter. Happy. You know what? Did you guys ever eat hot cross buns? Oh, yeah. What's that? Oh, they're cinnamon buns with um with frosting on top. Yeah, but they, that's they make it in okay. the in the it's a cross okay. instead of just gooey. It's a cross. Yeah. Uh -huh. I was gonna get you know, I forgot I was gonna get some for Easter Sunday. Yeah. But I remember eating that stuff warming it up and it really tastes good. Wow. Oh yeah. Hot cross buns. Well, we'll talk to you guys later. Happy Easter. You too. Happy Easter, Aloha. Ron. And to Aloha. Gail, too, please. Aloha. Aloha. All right. 714-545-2071. Only 21 minutes before 5 in the morning. Eco time. And, and we're asking about soup. <clears throat> and I got stuff. That's true. I mean, I have stuff on March 30th, which we missed. Wonder why. We had some some fun birthdays. We had Frankie Lane, Peter Marshall, who's still with us, and my friend Bill Phil. We're all born March 30th. And Warren Beatty. Yeah, okay. Shirley McLean is his sister. Yep, yeah, that's right. Um, and he was a good-looking actor. He's 76. John Aston, who played, um, oh dear, the Adams Family. Cosmo? No. <clears throat> what was his, what was the Adams Family? What was his name? I mean, the one with the, uh... Yeah, bum, yeah, bum, you bum, had Morticia Adams bum, and... Bum, bum, bum. Gomez? Herman, Herman? yeah, Herman. Was that his name? Anyway, uh -huh. he, yeah, he he did um, with the Adams family. Oh gosh, Gomez. I think his name was Gomez in there. Gomez Adams. And they had cousin It, who was good, and um, Tracy Chapman, who is a singer who doesn't have the high visibility and high recognition that some of the other singers. 
uh, in our ear. She's 49, but I love her music. I love her voice. So I was happy to be able to say, Tracy Chapman, happy birthday. Hooray for Tracy. Hooray for Tracy Chapman. She really did some great stuff, and I'm assuming she's still singing. And well, I've got a couple of her albums, and it's, it's good stuff. Well, Very can, unusual sound. You can look up Very TracyChapman.com. She, she's up and about. Okay. Are you running out of energy? No, no. I got sent out to do so much homework, homework, homework tonight. Tracy, Tracy, Chapman. Tracy, 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 Tracy. Can't believe it. No call. I mean, this is the first dead spot we had tonight. Did you? Did you hang up anything? No. Let's see here. Do do. There. Yeah. Okay. Four-time Grammy winner. Wow. Oh, she's got a new album out. How about that? Let me see here. She did. Tracy Chapman. Come, come, come. You know, some of them get so artsy that you can't load the stuff. Okay. It'll come up shortly. We'll come up shortly. Oh, gosh. It's full of color, too. Good grief. And little moving critters. And in all consideration that some of us who are on laptops can't load this stuff. Tour dates, albums, stuff like that there. I think I'll wait. The second uh, trouble loaded. Okay. Um, okay, so now what are we supposed to do here? Should we play a radio show? Well, I suppose we could do that. I've got other stuff. Um, what else did I want to do? Oh, big rationing. And, oh, I'm, I had soap. I went out and said I had looked for soap information because soap is made from lard. And we did not have soap rationing in this country, but in 1942, Britain put it on Russian, mm-hmm. and it didn't end until 1950. Wow. I mean, these poor people, I want to tell you, they they had, starting in 1939, 39, they had gas rationing in 39, 1940. Bacon, butter, sugar, meat, tea, margarine, that was just 1940. 1941, they added jam, cheese, clothing, eggs, coal, because the coal miners were all sent to war. In 1942, rice, dried food, I'm sorry, dried fruit, soap, tomatoes, and tins and peas. Uh, still in 1942, coal, gas, and electricity, still 1942, all sweets and chocolate. Um, people were allowed two ounces of sweet stuff a week. Biscuits, meaning cookies and, and uh, baked goods. And now we're into 1943, sausages, 
and rationing continued on many items until 1954. Can you imagine? And that was just a partial list. You couldn't get eggs. You couldn't. I, I don't know. I, and, I'm speaking. And, 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 and don't forget, they went through 10 years of the Great Depression. Yes. I just, you know, I look at this stuff and I marvel at the fortitude, not only of the British, but the Americans and everybody else who was affected by this. And they just did what they had to do. They have to survive. Oh, my goodness. Yep. 1954. Food rationing did not end until 1954 for them. Well, you know, uh, that's why care was so important. No eight forties to send your care package for $10 to overseas, mm-hmm. and that's why they had uh, soap drive. Uh, Lever Butter had soap drive. Sent Swan soap in the late 40s to Europe. And, you know, the Marshall Plan was so important. A lot of things were so important to get Europe put back, back up together. and running. Yeah. yeah. They were so beaten down. They didn't have any, re- they hadn't, they didn't have enough to eat. No. They had no heat. No. And, and, and you know, they had some really bad cold winters probably, you know, time too. Terrible. I mean, Britain, uh, the entire Great Britain, the British Isles, and England, and they they get bitter cold winters. They might not have the temperatures of Alaska, but they've got this biting cold damp. wind it's that damp. comes in off the water. It's damp. Yeah, yeah, just bad stuff, bad stuff. All right, now, last week we talked about how the Easter date is determined each year. Right. It is the first Sunday after the first full moon after the first day of spring. So it's three firsts. First day, first moon, first day of spring. The first Sunday Uh after the first full moon that happened after the first day of spring. Got it. So that means it can be anywhere within, you know, almost a month's worth of a period. Right. So I thought you would be happy that I found that for you. See. Just, just for you. You are so good. I know. I don't. <laughs> I just don't know what I would do without you. I <laughs> think about Janice Jordan every once in a while. Yeah. Jim and Marion Jordan's granddaughter yes. spent time with us and yeah. her comment I don't know if it was to us or or she did it during the recording she said every once in a while somebody will come up and say it was a pleasure meeting you and she'll say yes it was wasn't yeah. it yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh my goodness just great that yeah. one that one stayed with me I love that it was really nice meeting you we need, yes, to, it we, was. need we need to get her first cousin on the show too yes Yes, 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 so, because she spent time, yeah. uh, quite a bit of time, she said about a year, living with Jim and Mary and Jordan. So, uh, we got albums, lyrics, tour dates, and everything is moving on this, so I think I will wait until I get on the big computer okay. to do Tracy Chapman. So, what else would you like? What, what would my boo-boo want to do? Well, let's see, we got... 
it's almost five o'clock. Uh-huh. We've got Easter information. We've got all your questions. I've got um, California. We need to do a little bit of California, and then we can either go or play a show. Your choice. Well, we've been sitting for a long time. I wouldn't mind getting up and stretching for a few minutes. Right so, this very minute? I could do that. All if right. If you want, I could play a little music while we stretch for about 10 minutes. We can do that. You and then that? I have to come, I have to tell you the California stuff. Right. Last week it was Wisconsin. This week it's California. I wonder why you chose California. Well, because we got... So, I mean, we had... We have more than one person up in Wisconsin. Yeah. We have more than one person out in California. Yeah. And besides, I found some really good stuff. Perfect. Yeah. All right, my dear. Well, why don't we play a little music, and I'll call you back. Okay. And that way, I, just give me a chance to stretch for everybody, because we've been sitting for a while. So, okay. So here we, we'll be back really soon. Here's some more. Brown. <laughs> 